Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Pennywise! <laughs> You're a fucking novice. <laughs> anyway. And I'm Paul, sorry. Paul, Paul's here. Pennywise clown's not here. Sorry. <laughs> On this episode, we have a very special guest. And oh no, it's not Pennywise the clown. It's Mr. Daniel Evans, a good friend of ours. Good evening. Thanks for having me on board. No worries. Or Werewolf Dan, as I like to call him. <laughs> he not to his face. Oh, he, he's quite airy. Um, not so much these days. <laughs> so on this, e- on this episode, we have been to the cinema to see It Chapter 2, obviously. And uh, we're going to have a little chat with Dan about his experience with horror in the middle. Uh, and we have our movie from the vault, which is Howraiser. Fuck yeah. It's going to scare the shit out of me. It's been a fucking scary week, mate. A scary week. Scary week. I've yeah, been well, scared by a clown. You have to look in the mirror every day, don't you? So. Well, that too. <laughs> but I've been scared by a clown and a cunty little thing with like little pins out of his head. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Shivers. Shivers this week. Nice. You get scared quite easily, don't you? For I someone do. who's such a horror fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a horror fan. Because I want to be scared. You know, all right. We'll get maybe I should get the puzzle box. You know, what's it called? What's the puzzle box oh, called? I don't know. We'll go into that later, won't we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he likes ne- to get a bit ahead of himself sometimes. Nerdy Dan's oh. here. <laughs> so, anyway, should we should we crack on with some news? Yeah, let's do it. Right, okay. Um, let's start with some. Oh, mate, there's quite a lot going on. I know. Well, we've, it's been a while since because of Fright Fest and everything. It's been quite a while. With like catching up on everything, isn't it really? It's been a bit of a whirlwind the last month. I think it's worth saying thank you to everyone who's listened to the Fright Fest special. There's a lot, we've got a lot of new uh, listeners for, um, come on on board. Massively, so, yeah, thanks yeah. for all crack getting, getting stuck in. It's and been our biggest episode opener yet. Yes, it has. Yeah, good, good fact. That was some good stats from you there. So, mm. yeah, so thank you for everyone for listening get involved thanks yeah it means a lot and we do this because of that and we're fans for the fans let's do some news <laughs> okay i got the first bit which is um following on from what we're saying about halloween so we've got some little halloween news so not only is the original halloween character tommy doyle this playing by played by anthony michael hall is coming back next year for the halloween kill but so too is lindsay wallace who played the character Annie Brackett, the, mm. who Annie Brackett babysat in the original film. Mm. Dan, that sounds really complicated. Have, I've not seen the new one, no. Oh, we'll have to lend you that one. So is this one, is it a whole new arc, or is it recovering? There's two movies coming out next year, back to back almost, like mm. a month apart, and following on from the one that did they did last year. And it was, it's supposed to close the Laurie Stroud, a.k.a. Jamie, Jamie mm. Lee Curtis. Stroud. Stroud. Whatever her fucking name is. She's not from Stroud down the road, mate. <laughs> so yeah, that's some more little more little news and there. And also, on that note, go on. Our friend of the podcast, James Jude Courtney, has reprising his role as the shape. That's official now, is official it? Official now, yeah, it came out today. So not only Nick Castle will be reprising the role, but he'll be doing it and James Jude Courtney will be doing some of it as well. Oh, he's been so cagey at LFCC, mm. but we knew it. We knew he yeah, was Yeah, he wouldn't back. he wouldn't tell me, but I could tell by his eyes. It's all in the eyes. Inside scoop. That's all you get to see. Right, got to talk about 80s Horror Doc. Absolutely. Okay, 80s Horror Doc that me and Matt have like both found and backed through Kickstarter is um, upped, upped. Producers. Yes, we are. 
They are basically... <laughs> We're not. <laughs> they basically get getting their world premiere at Beyond Fest mm. um, on October the 6th. I'm jealous. I take it you boys are going along? This is in America. So, <laughs> not. so yeah. Put, of, put your money in. Yeah. Well, maybe one of our American listeners. I don't even know where it is. Is that West Coast, East Coast? I don't know, actually. If you listen from America and you're going to Beyond Fest, please tell us. Or please. if you are a creator of Beyond Fest and you want to give us some free tickets, <laughs> yeah. just go ahead. Yeah, we're, that's even better. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll happily fly over for October 6th. You can offer them a place on this podcast. Yeah, you know. It's a fair... Eat fair trade. Fair deal, right? mm. But um, today I got an email from... Um, hopefully you did too. I did, yes. So hopefully we get, get I haven't our... I have done it yet. Our, <laughs> well, I did mine straight away. So what um, are you getting for your? Uh, well, we are Herbert West. Herbert West's package. So we get a poster, a Blu-ray, our name on the t- our name on the credits, um, which maybe you should put "Draw One Last Breath" instead of. We Ma- should have done something. <laughs> you can still do that. Oh, can you? It asks you, you what's it? your preferred name. I didn't. Oh, I put my name. <laughs> of course, he didn't get him, is he? <laughs> no. I thought not. about it, but I thought you would. So I'm like, in bracket. <gasps> can you put it in brackets? Didn't try that. Try that. Yeah, try that. Yeah. Is there so, a character limit? Or? There wasn't a character limit, so I imagine it's paid, Can you paid use by the letter. Emojis. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to talk about American Horror Story. Okay. The, the yeah. nineteen eighty four one, the next one that's coming out. I don't know when it's due, but uh, actually I do. Sorry, <laughs> it's the eighteenth for this month. Yeah. So on FX, but the sure posters oh, and the artwork that's been coming out of the last month has been absolutely astounding. I've got what, one. What is it that interests you about that artwork? One, my fa- <laughs> my my, my favourite. So, <laughs> Paul is holding an image of uh, a rather young a bustier lady. It's a bit of art, I thought. It's a classic slasher pose of, mm. um, you know, almost in like... In the canoe. Jason coming out. It reminds me of Jason, being Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Coming out of the um, canoe. We should have monopolised on that, really. Yeah, really should have. Um, <laughs> next, next one. Next one. One for the wall. So, yeah, I was thinking about printing that out and putting it on my wall. Ceiling. Yeah. Copyright. <laughs> so, go check He's them out. He's not really thinking of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll buy it. <laughs> I've also got something really appeal for you. Like, this is like I'm almost giving away your potential Go on. Christmas present this year. Oh what? Um but um You better be getting me this. <laughs> <laughs> they basically introduced a wave of horror mad ball key rings. Mm. Alright. Um there is Army of Darkness, Evil Ash, Gremlins to uh, the Rambo Gizmo, it very apt, oh, 1990 cool. Pennywise. Um, there's Bride of Chucky, Chucky, and there's Tiffany, the mascot from Kid Robot, and uh, the fiend from Misfit. So it's got, you know, a oh, few nice. bits. But I've got a picture of the ones <laughs> that I thought that you would like. Great for the podcast. Yes, obviously. <laughs> very visual. So we'll tweet a picture of that tweet a on picture social of it. media. Definitely, they um, look cool. But they're from NECA and Kid Robot. Oh, so can't beat NECA. Fucking... They look quality. Nice, nice. Tigers are not afraid is a movie yeah. that got released last year and um, last year's fright fest in it. And it went down a storm. Yes, we didn't get to watch it. No, we didn't. However, because we're lucky enough to uh, like subscribe to Shudder, we now get to watch that movie. It's finally come out. It's taken a year, but it's Shudder have picked it up. Have you watched it? I have not. But I I'm... have. Have you watched it? Yes. Ooh. Yes, I have. What do you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it, but. But we might have to go on to that another time, possibly. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. 
<laughs> I no, it's it's very very good, and and I definitely definitely reckon you should if you do have Shudder, go and check it out big time. There's a few cool things on Shudder at the moment. Springs just popped up. <clears throat> Springs, um, which we talked about. That's our second episode. Yeah. Last year when we did Endless, and it's the guys that did Endless, yeah. and um, it's not really worth giving. Now I've given you my. Log, oh, I was just going to say, I now have Shudder. <laughs> no, you're wow. It's password anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So you can go on and watch all the beauty. Can I see the weird stuff you've watched in the past as well? <laughs> Is there like a history? If you, if you, <laughs> you can also see where he stopped watching these <laughs> movies. Click on the Love Witch. <laughs> oh, Not the witch. No, there's the one called the Love. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of witch there, films. There's a there. movie. Make sure you get the right one. There's a movie on there called The Love Witch, which I think you'll like, Dan. I think you should definitely check that one out. Okay. Probably sit that down there with the missus and uh, give that one a watch. Fantastic. Um, that's all the news I have. Um, what you got, buddy? So, um, happy the Friday the 13th to everyone. Obviously, we mm. mentioned that earlier. Um, not to start off on a bad point, but obviously there's a bit of bad news in the press earlier this week that Sid Haig had fallen ill. Now, Sid Haig is um, the guy that played Captain Spalding, and he's been in various other horror movies. Um, pretty much, like, you know, he's a horror icon, really. Um, nobody really knows 100% what's kind of what happened, what kind of accident he's had. But his uh, his wife put out a tweet today or some social media stuff saying that he is actually recovering slowly, but he's in the ICU unit and he's been ICU unit and he's being taken care of. And apparently he is a lot better and he's coherent now and he's talking and everything like that. So obviously we wish him well and to get better. Um, yeah, yeah, get well, get well soon, Captain Spaulding. Yeah, that hopefully gets on the mend. Um, which brings me on to a bit of positive news. Um, we have a release date for Free from How, which is the fourteenth of October, apparently. Fourteenth of October on uh, Blu-ray and VOD. Yes. How do you feel about that? fine because it's coming out in the uk right yeah it's coming out. it's got a uk release but what we're saying no massive release yeah well i knew that was going to happen i mean it's, it's been out in america it's out now it's out of cinema do you get a cinema in america, release in america? Yeah. well i wouldn't imagine it's nationwide but you know it will be in some cinemas over there um i was really hoping that it would pop up somewhere in england i knew that it wouldn't be in a normal cinema but um, but it does have a little bonus with it. It's got a 95-minute documentary, which is pretty cool. I mean, um, I'll be definitely making a purchase. It's just a shame that it I didn't know. get a cinema release. Yeah, I, I'm gutted, but I, I'm glad we're going to get to see it finally, how long I've been waiting for this movie. So have you two not seen this at all? No, this is basically it's, it's made, it's in the can, it's ready to go out, but obviously being a, a low-budget funded film as well that... It's not got a wide release and it's not backed by massive companies, so it doesn't get company wide releases. I mean, definitely okay. won't come to Swindon then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you've, you've watched House of a Thousand Corpses and The uh-huh. Devil's Rejects, uh-huh. okay? So this is a follow on from that. Uh, and okay. I suppose they were straight to DVD. Both of those were straight to DVD, weren't they? Yeah, I, mm, yeah, maybe House of a Thousand Corpses might have got a limited release. I think Devil's Rejects had um, a festival release at yeah. Fright Fest. Yeah, it did, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, we weren't treated to those such such luxuries this year. Um, but I'm just glad we're gonna gonna watch it. Now on to my next bit. Have either of you boys watched the trailer for Little Monsters yet? Nope. I have seen the title. I didn't realise there was oh, a, there's a trailer. There is a trailer been released. 
there has been a trailer. What's the release date for that? I don't know, but this is this is now a Hulu release in the states. So, uh, it's Hulu is like a like a Netflix type thing in the states. Um, but I don't know what's happening over here. Fingers crossed, somebody like Netflix or Shudder pick it up over here. It has mm. been has been known uh, that Netflix do pick up a lot of Hulu stuff. Um, but it stars Josh Gad and uh, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o um, from Us. Yeah. I watched the trailer and it looks awesome. You guys have got to check it out. And it's full of zombies and comedy. It's proper Shaun of the Dead style. Okay. It's got a little bit of a twist on it. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Um, critics are loving it. Um, so <clears throat> check it out because it looks really, really cool. And I've, that's definitely, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to come out somewhere over here. God knows where. Um, next bit of little bit of news from Arrow. Um, was they are releasing Satanic Panic and Harpoon I on their roster. I was so pleased to see that. And mm. Harpoon's a surprise. I didn't see the... I haven't seen the uh, yeah. advertisement for that. I knew Satanic mm. Panic got a release. That's so quick for, uh-huh. like, picking up. Yeah, and well, Harpoon as well. Harpoon must be really good. Well, this is the thing. Really I mean, it got good reviews at Fright Fest. Now, I'm I'm imagining that they picked it up after seeing all the all the kind of, like kind of press behind it and obviously Satanic Panic being a um, kind of Fangoria film as well they know that it's going to be good um, but I'm really happy about that because Arrow are now picking up more newer stuff and newer directors and they're getting on board and I think they're seeing the future of horror and they're picking up these young directors that are doing these movies which I think is great because Arrow, don't get me wrong Arrow bring out some brilliant classics like they're re-releasing Robocop Hills of Eyes 2 American Werewolf in London. And stuff oh, I can't like. wait for that one to come out. Yeah, so the but they're also now bringing out this <clears> new kind of like breed of horror movies <clears> that are new and current, which I love. I think that's a like, good way, though, isn't it? Sometimes you do the old stuff, get people interested, mm. stuff they knew, and then yeah. when you've kind of got them, then start. Definitely, the absolutely. Reel them in. Reel them in, and they have. This is the thing when they bring out these box sets and we see them all these releases. Arrow put the love and attention into it that you want. Now, the thing that I think Arrow have is that they go deep on documentaries, extras, deleted scenes, and all this stuff that you cannot get on streaming sites. And this is where they've got that niche market where people will still go out and they want to have this extra stuff and mm. they want to see the making of and they want to see all the practical yeah, yeah. effects. There'll always be people that want the extra stuff. Exactly. Like. Yeah, exactly. So I've only got a couple, <laughs> I've only got a couple more bits. Funko of releasing, I don't know if you've seen this, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark Pop Funkos. So they're bringing out two, uh, which is Harold the Scarecrow and the Jangly Man. So they look pretty cool. I won't be purchasing them because I'm trying to stop by Funko. Stop the habit. It's like crack. Um, What's the other one that they are going to plan? They've got another planned release. Have they, what, from Scary Stories? No, New York Comic Con have got um, some exclusives. Yeah, I'm not even looking at those. <laughs> Never going to get them. Never going to get this one. But um, they've got the clown, I think it's Slinky the Clown, from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm. But what they said is, now they're doing that one as an exclusive, they are going to release some more from Killer Clowns. They will fucking make awesome you might be able to get out of it i mean it's got a big fan i've already tried and yeah. I, I felt like reporting a lot of people on ebay i felt like being my <laughs> asshole because people are putting it on for pre pre pre-orders like pre-orders yeah. but 
They can't guarantee that they're going to get it. But that always happens. And they'll take people's money and they'll Arseholes. refund them off. You like grassing yeah. people up there, don't you? Fucking yeah. right. Like that, <laughs> what's that game you used to play and you grass someone up on that for building inappropriate? <laughs> oh, Boom Beach. Boom Beach. <laughs> <laughs> you outed them. Snitches get stitches, but not in yeah. my case. And the last and final <laughs> bit that we kind of touched on all, uh, earlier was um, about Tigers Not Afraid. Um, now... This is pretty awesome. Now, Gomero de Toro rated this eighth in his best films of 2017. So that, again, uh, kind of bolsters the reason to go and watch this movie. Um, but I, I urge you to check it out because it is fant- a fantastic watch. Yeah, these movies are that we're seeing at Fright Fest are getting released. Mm. Like Boar, again, like we said yeah. last year. Good fun. Good fun last year, and it's now on Shudder as well. So Practical effects as well are coming back in a big way, which I'm loving. Satanic Panic was great for that. Mm. Fantastic. Right, is that all the news we got? That is. Look, I'm, I'm hang on. Oh, hang on a little... Going to give a bit of a Brexit <laughs> update. If that's, oh, probably not the right podcast for that. So. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have any political matters now. <laughs> move move on. It's a horror show, I suppose, but that's... Uh, it is a horror show. The that's worst. all we and need to talk about. And it is happening on Halloween. It's not the link. But yeah. Synergy. <laughs> you know when you do those, like, you know, things with your hands... No one can see that because <laughs> we're on a podcast. The only thing I would say, though, is probably way behind the times of that. But um, before moving on, talking about it was obviously the Zombieland Two trailer. Ah, yeah, what well, on on the trailers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks very, very good. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, the old double tap. They had a they had, okay. <laughs> the old double. The tap. old double tap. <laughs> Shall we get on to the main feature? So we have been to our local cinema to watch It's Chapter 2, a short synopsis and we'll dive straight in. 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Okay, this is a bit emotional for me. Um, You're gonna cry. I don't know because because um, it was so bad or so good. Well, okay, you want me to? You want to know my initial thoughts? Well, we've got to start somewhere. Let's do it. Okay, so initial thoughts. I walked out of the cinema with a massive smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were gonna say that. Because it certainly ain't massive. What about you? <laughs> initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. I think that this is there's some groundbreaking stuff in this that. It's fantastic, but there are some things that I want to talk about that we can discuss. I don't think it's the perfect film. However, there are things in this movie that are absolutely astounding and great. Dan, what did you think? I left the cinema feeling great. I think I enjoyed it. And Mm. I think maybe the emotion of kind of the ending and how it was all that, Mm. you know, 
real coming of age stuff kind of made you feel yeah. good. Um, but no, well, yeah, like I said, we'll go into more detail, but no, yeah, on, on the whole, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I must positive. add on this um, that if you're listening to this, we are probably going to go into massive spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, go and see it and then come back and listen to it. If any of this is a spoiler to you, why are you listening to this podcast? I mean, this You've got, got to do the warnings, mate. You this know it. this has got a book. <laughs> and it's also got a 1990 miniseries and a 1998 TV special um, behind behind it. This is this is a story, um, a classic story for the fucking ages. Um, I think this is one of Stephen King's best stories that he's ever told. Most fearful as well. It's like I have to go into the the marketing first on this. The marketing for this movie has been absolutely ridiculous. And I think that it absolutely put it, it, it's just it, it terrifies you. The thought process, the thought of Pennywise the clown, I think is a terrifying concept. Can I ask you two a question before we carry on? Yeah. Why do you think clowns are so scary? <clears throat> I'm not scared of clowns. I got no idea why they're not scary. You're not scared of clowns. I don't think that uh, you're no. scared of Pennywise. I'm not scared of Pennywise. I'm scared the the reason why this never scared me it didn't scare me when I watched the 1990 miniseries bollocks <laughs> I've never watched it round up like my house and you were scared I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is what this pushes the boundary of your of your fears in general yeah I think right. that's what it's there I'm not for talk, I'm not talking about it in general I'm just talking I, about I think the mythos I think clowns. with clowns the idea yeah. is that they're, they're there to entertain children they're like meant to be this innocent jokey kind of thing and then the fact you... that one of them's so evil, mm. I think that, I guess I, that's my presumption. Do you that think that that's... society is bred into us that there's this it's scary of kind of undertone? yeah. I mean, obviously because... you had all the dickheads a few years ago, like dressing yeah. up as clowns, hanging on the street corners because and stuff. Do you think Pennywise is the reason for most of the, cl- the whatever it is, clownophobia? Potentially. I, mean, I think I mean, it's I'm... got a big part of it. I know you guys have talked before about like different clowns in films and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you were to put all the clowns together, like Here's if you had a Royal Rumble, yeah. the clowns, I think Pennywise would probably win. Definitely not doink the clowns. You need, to watch, you need to watch Terrifier, man. But I, but if you asked general public, yeah, I think Pennywise 100%. would be the. You say, oh, okay, tell me who the scariest clown. Or Ronald McDonald, maybe. No one's going to be like the other fast food outlets are available. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. He's pretty fucking scary, though. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I, I think that's why. I think it's because it's normally there for kids and stuff. Do you think that's where Stephen King got the idea from Ronald McDonald? Maybe he's eating a burger one day. He's like saw Ronald McDonald like chatting to kids or something. And Took his complaint like, to a whole new level. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I think they're just like they're over this. The makeup they look they look like fucking dodgy fuckers, man. Anyway, should we get back? Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, I totally got you off, got you off of um, off the subject. So, should we talk about the cast? Oh yeah, okay. So this movie stars the like Jessica Chastain as um, the older Beverly, um, James McAvoy. You know, there's got a great pedigree to, for a start. Uh, Bill Hader as uh, beep beep Bridgie, beep beep Bridgie. And um, I think with obviously Bill Skarsgård's come back as Pennywise. Yeah. All the kids, Finn Wolfgar, they've all got like new little bits in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it has got an a great cameo from Stephen King spoilers <laughs> so it's got a great cast it's mm. they've gone balls deep in the cast mm. compared to 
the original 1990 miniseries, the I got to say, I think I got to say one thing. I can't go too much on the comparison because yeah, it's going to get because it's going to get me a little bit emotional if I did that. Um, but the first part, because it's there one, it's what what you need to do is one concept. Okay, mm. it's just a book. Um, so as opposed get, to a sequel, as opposed to a sequel, it's just two parts of a story that's told. So you've got to look at it as one entity, one thing, yeah. Even though it's fucking five hours long as one entity, um, the first part in the 1990 um, the kids were outstanding and the relationships were built were far superior than they did they knocked out of the park they knocked mm. out of the park in in this time they were they, although the kids were great and their acting was great the relationships weren't established as much as i thought in that first part of the movie however what the way they did it in this one they sort of pulled it back with the flashbacks and you got to see the relationships built you got to see the barons you got to see them actually have fun. They didn't seem to have fun. They didn't seem to have time to have fun in that first what movie. In the first one. No, it just sort of like everything was like right. We've, heavy, yeah, yeah, we've got to fight the clown. There wasn't any like reason why they were friends that I thought. Mm. Whereas in the first one, they've got to kind of build that friendship. There's more at focus first. on the friendship. Yeah. yeah, totally agree with that. Um, 100%. But saying that, like in the second part, was well of the 1990 mini series was quite ropey. I thought with the, the adult actors. It was definitely the the worst like part because the kids were so fucking yeah. good, mm. and then the adults were just a little bit not not the caliber of what it needed to be. I think if you compare those two, yeah, the two parts of that are just completely different. I think. Mm. So yeah, this right. so this time around, the second part being so goddamn long, they managed mm. to squeeze in. I thought enough of the flashbacks and the relationship building, as well as to kind of understand mm. why they potentially might come back mm, mm. as adults mm. 27 years on, even though they made like a pact and they're all successful. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's my sort of thoughts. I, I think that. showing the ending of the first part at the start of it as well, I think that was good. I think it kind of did that, got you back in. Mm. I think if they had jumped straight into the adult, you'd have been like, okay, so this is the next part. But, yeah, I think starting off with the kids yeah, kind of definitely. instantly. It's something you know, isn't it? Yeah. So you, we know these characters. Yeah, um, Let's yeah. go from there. Fantastic. The now I want to I want to talk about the opening scene, because um, now you're introduced to these two characters that are a fun fair, and you mm. you kind of think, oh, I thought, who the hell are these? And obviously now they they're part. They get obviously they're a gay couple, and they get. Uh, kind of hate crime upon them yeah. um, which is quite visceral I mean we start straight off with this scene right so um, apparently I, I don't know uh, Paul I think you've read the book yes now this is a character in the book called Adrian Meller uh, yes yeah so now apparently Stephen King started this whole book because this was actually a hate crime that happened to a new town that he moved to yep um, and it's even even to the the point where the guy the true story was was actually wearing a, a kind of silly hat or something like that, and he'd just been to a fair and this hate crime was made to like <clears throat> he was beaten up and thrown in the canal so this is quite crazy how it all starts mm. i mean it's quite full-on as well um and already the opening scene you you've got that and then you've got 
and this is what made me think that I wanted to talk about. It, it opens up and it's really like straight away where compared to the first half, this is dark straight from the get go. So you've got the hate crime. Mm. You've Just going got, back, sorry Matt, going yeah. back to that a minute. Yeah. When um they said about oh he's got asthma, my assumption was you're going to say turn, what I was going to say. Turn out to be Eddie. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. So the amounts of time in this movie they do the switch and the bait and switch. So you you've got that bit where obviously you think straight away, oh, that's um, Eddie because he's asthmatic. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And then there's later on in the boardroom where there's they're all talking, there's kind of a guy stood up. There's a kind of robust guy. And straight away, you're obviously led to believe, oh, that's Ben. But it's then it's yeah. actually switching back. You know that that was actually yeah, the Ben. Original, yeah, yeah, the, the original, original Ben. ben yeah, which was cool. Which is cool. I was... Yeah. Uh, okay. So going back to the beginning, so you've got, You've got the hate crime, which is fucking quite full on. Brutal, isn't it? Brutal, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't shy away from it. And then you've got the uh, suicide. And you've got the abuse that Bev takes from her husband that's, again, quite full on. Yeah. Straight away, it's so dark. And that's even without any screen time from very little from Pennywise. Yeah. They what did you think about this? Well, they squeezed it. They squeezed those bits in. Hmm. Um, I thought. When you say squeezed, I think they were rushed. Yeah, yes. Rushed. Not that opening bit though. The bit with the two guys at the fun fair. That that was a they, what they, decent amount of screen time. Well, I think. Well, I don't know what they've done here. They, yeah, but that's one of the most important. So, in the book, that's how the book starts. The hmm. book starts. Well, the very first. The very first chapter of the book is them talking to. Um, a couple of people who'd done this, who'd done the crime, and like what they'd seen, um, and because they never, fa- I don't think in the book they didn't didn't even find his body or something like that, um, and then they. So this is what I think that annoyed me. It didn't annoy me, but okay. and I I had to let it go because I enjoyed it. But what they were trying to do is maybe give something back to the people that had read the book. There is a lot I've heard about but, this. There's a lot of this yeah. in the movie that there is there are references for people that have read the book. I haven't read the book, Dan. I've not. No. no. So poor you. So yeah. it was nice. So for, I didn't need it. I needed something new. Um, I if they were going to do the book and reference to it, then I feel I fear that they could have done, um, exactly. Exactly, because it was quite it was quite hardcore. What they did is they tipped him over the edge, didn't they? And he went, he flew. Where it is in the book, it's just a canal, and they the people that run off actually see Pennywise sort of drag him under mm. the bridge. So he did it slight slightly different. different yeah. Um, and I, I think um, a lot of people who don't know the book have been very pissed off at that first scene. Oh really? Because they, they say it's like, oh, you know, it's having a go at like gay people and all that sort of stuff. Oh really? It's, not, it's like. People don't understand that that, that actually really happened. But I thought it was very apt, considering what's yeah, happening yeah. in London and what's happening oh, at the God. moment, and people yeah, yeah. being victimised still. Yeah, in the, yeah, and we yeah. are in like yeah, 2019. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree with that. I think it's quite apt at the moment. Yeah, totally put it in people, quite shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah, shocking. Yeah. Put it in people's face, and and then yeah. people can go, "Fuck me, that's wrong." And it's yeah. like, come on. Well, I gotta say one thing. Poor old um, Adrian Meller. So he gets beaten to with a pot with an inch of his life, and then he gets chucked in the canal, and then after <laughs> giving gets... away his prize as yeah. well, let's not forget that oh, yeah, gave away his prize. The fucking hero. <laughs> and then then he gets munched by Pennywise, which I thought was Ooh. a fantastic scene yet again. Yeah, we a have great to... introductory. I liked. Um, I really like the scene of his boyfriend coming mm. out of the water. 
and they're like sort of the like blurry vision mm. of like Pennywise. You can't kind quite of make him out, but you know out. who yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. And all the balloons and stuff like that coming yeah, over the bridge. Yeah, it's cool. It's it not. Cool. It was a fucking interesting opener, and like the stuff with Beverly, because again, they didn't go too deep with that sort of stuff. Like, um, in, okay, I don't want to toddle on about the bloody book. Yeah, I was going to say no, we are doing the film. Yeah, but like you know, Beverly's husband in the book does pursue her to um, Derry. Ah, really? In uh, the book. So. Now this is the thing I was going to say. Um, I. I thought Jessica Chastain was okay. I thought she did an okay job. I mean, it's a hard thing to live up to. Kind of, so is it Sophia Lilly? Mm-hmm. Um, like her, I think she was fucking amazing. Yeah. And obviously she's got a thing to live up to. But I don't know, with the, with the abuse kind of thing, I felt that it, with her being like abused by, well, mentally abused by her father... And then she's in this abusive relationship with her husband. She seemed pretty strong even after that and un kind of like really affected by the husband thing. Like she just left him and she kind of left and I expected her to be a little bit more broken. I guess. But and, then I, also- I, and I also expected um, that they possibly might have used, Pennywise would have used that as one of her fears. Yeah, yeah. Kind of because you, you know, I just thought that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I guess also. But is that too obvious? I suppose maybe the fact she'd already sort of bumped off her father and run away, maybe that meant she found it easier. But yeah, I know know what you Mm. mean. I just thought, you know, it's a little bit kind of like. mm. To me, it's like, it's annoying because I was like, you went there, but you didn't go there like you did in the book. And I, you get that scene in the book, you get, you can. You can see it. You can see her torment. You can, it goes into obviously a lot more details about how she is, how she's, you know, the her husband is the her father essentially. She's right. picked her. Yeah, it's like history yeah. repeating itself. And think... and the abuse that she receives of him is it goes back to that, and you get that feeling. I think actually, um, was it the woman from Smallville or Annette Tall? Annette Tall play the. Elder one in the nineteen ninety. I thought the way that she got away was mm. a lot more. You felt that like mm. something bad had happened. I didn't. Yeah. You're right, Jessica no, Chastain. Yeah. I didn't. Don't think she sold it. No, I think that scene was like, it was. It's like kind of like maybe you just could have got away of not doing it. Yeah. So it's like shoehorned in a little bit. I guess she got the general feel that she's she's run away. I suppose. Which, mm. but yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. It depends how deep they want to go. I guess, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Oh, we're we are damning this movie so far. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I just think I want I want to have this conversation. It's just things, set pieces that, yeah, yeah. that I just wanted to kind of delve into Can't a bit a more. Loving. Now, I want to move on to a bit I personally love because now I went to cinema separate to Dan and Paul. They went to an earlier show than me, and this is why I haven't. Obviously, we haven't spoken. I wanted about to get film. out when it was not too late. <laughs> so I wanted to. I kind of, I've not, I don't know these guys' thoughts not, on this. It's movie. not the bit you missed, is it? <laughs> yeah, Paul didn't watch it all. <laughs> I took a piss for like five minutes. God, five minutes. <laughs> that. So the next bit that I personally loved, and I hope you guys loved, was the restaurant scene. Yeah. Now I think they knocked it out of the park with this scene. Definitely, yeah. Mm. That's one of my favourite scenes mm. from the original, and I think they got it. They got it spot on. Um, the CGI was maybe I. St- 
I'm going to go. I'm, I love this movie, but I'm, I'm just like, yeah, they went CGI. I'm fine. with you. I'm with you. I want practical effects, but I'm that's just you. me. I'm a moaning little bitch. But I think the, the CGI they went for worked. Yeah, totally. I think you're right. I mean, you know, the we're talking right. Just talking about the CGI. We're talking about like the last movie made like seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. And it, the budget for that movie, the first movie was $35 million. So this, the, the budget on the new movie was $79 million. So now you're talking big bucks. So they've been given a, a lot of money mm. to just go, go for it. Yeah. Now, don't know about you guys, but I definitely saw this in this movie because there were so many set pieces. Yeah. That, and so, most of them I loved I thought they were brilliant but you can definitely tell that they've obviously been given loads of more money yeah, and it's yeah. obvious like all the with the fortune cookies and all the stuff mm. coming out yeah definitely also though with that scene I thought they did a good job I know you spoke earlier around um, sort of the camaraderie etc I thought that did a really good job of resetting that yeah. when they was all drinking having the laughs the jokes That's before the whole thing, all the isn't it? Yeah. bad shit started happening yeah I thought it really kind of built up. You kind of got back into that then being a group. Yeah, um, because it needed that as well because you don't really know these older characters. No, no. You know them as when they were kids but not when they're so old. Yeah, I thought it did a good job of that. And I guess it just reinforces that thing about them not remembering. Yeah. Like they were carrying... Because you kind of expect them to get back together and, and all of a sudden start yeah. talking about Pennywise. But they literally don't... Yeah, it's blocked out. They yeah. don't remember it. They don't know a thing. Mike's the only one no. who knows what's and going on. And is that on. similar in the book? Is that, yeah. is yeah. that they, they just they, the scarfing they did as well? That that's um, quite apparent. They played up on that quite a lot. But yeah, in the book, the scars the scars that they sort of receive start coming back. So even like with Ben's stuff on his stomach, that starts coming back. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the first fortune cookie that hatched with like the baby. Mm. The baby head on the fucking insect. <laughs> so <whatever>. weird, <laughs> isn't it? Fucking Like, what the fuck is that? Um, yeah, it was weird. And, um, it? it was good, though. Also, when you saw it from the perspective of the lady working at the yeah, restaurant as well. The comedic timing. Everyone's just server, like yeah. fucking smashed the shit out of it. I thought she'd be going batshit. You know? <laughs> no. All she said was, is everything okay in here? <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. They are polite, like... though, with those all-you-can-eat buffets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um... <laughs> I think it's important to talk about some fucking very, very gory shit that happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think they were they w- would go there. But obviously, and this is stuff that is only hinted at in the book, mm-hmm. but doesn't go into details, which I really, really like that they went there. It's Ooh. the fucking deaths of the kids. Because you see in the, fir- in the first part, obviously, um, Bill's brother. Georgie. 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 <laughs> Forgot his name for a minute then, but yeah. Um, you see his arm being ripped off. That's a lot mm. more savage. And yeah, that's how it should be done, in my opinion. Um, and then, but you don't see any of the other kids. And there's, fuck, he gets, he goes for loads of kids. Mm. You know, he does, he, there's there's a, a spate of disappearances and you don't get that feel. Um, and maybe they could have done it even more, but in this one. But fucking, the, I felt really, really, really bad for that girl under the, uh, the, yeah. ble- oh, the bleachers. The bleachers yeah. I was like, I, did, scene, I, yeah. I was shocked yeah. at that scene. I didn't think it was good. That was one bit where I was like, I, that made yeah. me feel really uneasy. Mm. Really That's the same uneasy. girl from the um, fair at the start. Yeah, she gets it? a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. That's the same girl. Yeah, good yeah. synergy on that. 
Um, yeah, and I like that little nod as well. Yeah. And um, the kid yeah, as well. Yeah, that was a good scene. And the kid. Really played on side, mate. And the kid as well, in the funhouse. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, yeah, the whole mirror thing. Like the, that was a good one. I wanted to see more. You know, if we're going to show a dead kid, show it. <laughs> but... but <laughs> But I liked I liked whatever. the going back to the girl under the bleachers. It's like I liked the fact that they kind of made her relate to Penny, yeah, Pennywise. Yeah, it's like oh, I can get rid of that uh, that kind of uh, um, birthmark, birthmark by um, blowing it away and all this stuff. And it, I just thought it was like acceptance. Yeah, I thought that was a good example of with the film being that long with that scene. They actually took a bit of time with it. Mm. They could have just added go down the bleachers, Pennywise jump out but I'd what that scene was probably what three or four minutes long yeah and I think yeah they actually took their time to build it up I mean you knew what was coming yeah you knew that he was gonna fucking bite your head off or whatever um, <laughs> I, I didn't I hope she got away I really hoped the, yeah, the bit with the the kid in the glass um, in the funhouse I I didn't know that I didn't have a I didn't know whether he was gonna get killed or not and when they actually showed that I was quite shocked I was like Oh my god, they went there. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, that was a good one. I like, think literally, that f- fact that like, yeah, do I call it in front of him? He just mm. couldn't do anything. Had to watch it. Yeah, uh, and that was quite. It's quite intense, wasn't it? Because mm. Pennywise is smashing his head on the yeah, glass. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, it's like they've got to beat. He's not going to beat him to get in that kid. Well, it was an interesting fact, actually. Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do the old eye movement so that they were going to digitally enhance his eyes don't tell me that's real so you know where he moves his eyes that way yeah. like to the left to the right so they was there was like they had a little conversation with him in the first part and went oh we're going to do this and he went oh well actually i can do it and he and he was like you know he does it fuck off he can do it himself yeah he can do it himself no bill header went up to him and went oh how the fuck did they do this stuff to your eyes and he went and then he went what do you mean this and he did it in front of me. Really? Fucking freaked him that's out. Awesome. <laughs> a bit, actually, that's good um, because I want to talk a little bit about Pennywise as in a character. Now, I, I've done a bit of like research, been listening to a couple of things and watching a couple of videos and stuff and interviews. And Bill Skarsgård said that the last thing they shot uh, on it, the first one, was the drain scene with Georgie. Oh, okay. And that scene where he's doing that is where he finally clicked with with the character of Pennywise. So the whole of, like, he was creating that character throughout mm. the whole film. Now, the last scene, that's where it clicked. And the director, Andy Mus- Muschietti, was basically saying to him, I need you to do it again and again. And that scene took them about, like, literally like half a day to do he was getting him to do it again and again and again he wanted the best shot possible and uh, he was talking about I think that Andy just wanted to see Pennywise more because it was the last day shooting <laughs> but, but that brought it out of him and that, that's when he finally something clicked <clears throat> with Bill Skarsgård that now I've got it nailed because personally I think in this film he was better than he was in the first film I think he's like completely nailed it with this this character yeah. the way he talks the way he moves the way he acts his facial expressions everything yeah, i thought brilliant. i don't know what you guys thought what yeah 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 awesome couple of questions <laughs> <laughs> go on then <laughs> you'll probably be able to answer this so well you might i don't know <laughs> pennywise so he's there 
So they they can block him out. They can block him out. If, if they really convince themselves he's not real, they can get rid of him, which we've seen in the films. Okay. Yeah? Agreed? Hmm. Yeah? Okay, go on. Or not. Okay. And he's physically there. So if they they are if they're not playing up to his sort of um, way of exploring their fears, then yeah. he's, he gets bored. Okay. Right. And he loses power around them because they don't have that fear of him. That's, That's what I was going to say. So if do, they, do they know that though? So um, well, yeah, they, I mean, they, my, they figure that out more in the book. I, I guess my view is yeah. So if he's if they can get rid of him, how can if it, if they can get rid of him, which suggests he's not real. How can he then do all the bad shit that he does? But if you're saying it's the physical... So if they get rid of the clown, what, is he there in some other form? Is that what? Well, yeah, that's not his true form. No, 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 but he he must be there in some way. Yeah, he became the clown in like the 1800s. That's the idea. So we're talking the lights and stuff. Yeah, his his true form is what you see at the end, in a sense. I mean, they did it in a different way. He is that sort of weird spider thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's a being that's Yeah, because in, the, in yeah. the original 1990s, this... He's a big spider. spider. yeah. But that, that's sort of his, like, true form. But he is, like... It's got those deadlights that you see. Yeah, Which yeah. they did it in a really weird CGI form. I thought the dead... Showing the deadlights separately. I thought the lights were better mm. in the original than... Mm, yeah, maybe. I just think it was more subtle. And, like, just the fact that it was in his eyes. But the yeah. fact that they showed him spinning around, I thought that was really bizarre. Um okay. But so, yeah. he's, so he's there all the time. It's just the form. Yeah, he's an arsehole. <laughs> he's like the opposite. He's opposite. He's the opposite of the turtle. Okay. So the turtle created created the universe. Right, well, let's go on to that. Let's yeah. not skip ahead. Okay. Right. I'll go geeky into the book. Yeah, there's lots of references in there yeah. to the turtle. Isn't there? there is. Right. So now, what we'll I want to get onto another. I personally, I personally think that. <laughs> Bill Hader was fucking awesome as Richie. Yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. one of my favourite characters, as was um, the guy that played Eddie, James Renault. Yeah, he's my MVP for the whole movie. Oh, my God. He's, Those two. Yeah. Like, like, right, don't get me wrong. I love James McAvoy, right? But the problem I had personally, this is now, this is my look on it, is that after seeing him in Split and him just being absolutely unbelievable in that movie he had a lot to live up to in this one now I'm not saying he did a bad job but I just think that Bill Hader and the other guy that played Eddie yeah just outshone the rest oh yeah I think they've got more depth to the character I don't yeah. think the character of Bill but as even an adult they, is that there's not they much look depth like. no I think it's quite um, it's but not... he's meant to be the leader yeah, yeah. but you know I mean? he's a stuttering kind of fool um, I'm not really sure that um, as a character, he's got mm. like the levels of that to do. Whereas, like the likes of like Eddie and Richie, they've got more about them. Yeah, yeah. I think Bill's, Bill's like fairly kind of Mid- steady, isn't he? Yeah, he's steady. Yeah. Whereas the others, steady Eddie, steady Bill, steady stuttering Bill, still Bill. But whereas, yeah, as characters like Richie and Eddie. They've yeah. got, yeah, they're more, I guess... They've got know. more substance. Yeah, beep, yeah. Beep, Richie. They're like less, yeah. um, I don't know what the right word would be, but there's more about them, yeah. Yeah, they've got more character. Yeah, I, I, oh. I thought Eddie was brilliant. Well, what did you think about Because I watched the first part early in the week. Yeah, same. Did yeah, me. Eddie swear as much in the first he, part? He does. Yeah, he swears he's loads. S- loads okay. of his mum. Loads. Right, it's fine he then. He d- drops the F-bomb. And I just thought he just, they amped it up a little no, bit. No, no, because when I went in, 
to watch this. Uh, I went with uh, my mate Simon Dust, and he said, "All hey, I, si. all I want to, do, all I, all I want to do is hear Richie swear loads." And I was like, "I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will." One thing I want to touch on with talking about characters. One character that I thought didn't do anything for me, and I don't want to beat beat down on the movie at all, but um, Henry Bowers. Oh. I I wasn't. I was. Yeah, really... it seemed like a bit of a. Again, you've probably got more. I felt like I it, personally but... thought it was shoehorned in. Yeah, yeah, it it didn't add anything to the story. Compared really. to the TV show, he was much better. Other than Eddie getting. The wound, which I guess... Which was really, for me, really strange scene. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. And then, you um, that was a weird, weird scene? And Fucking then we never... Shit. And then we never found out what happened to... um Is it Hofstadter? We do know what happened to Hofstadter. Are you on the back he of wasn't, Was he really there? He was a zombie in the car. There's a weird, yeah. weird thing in the book where he's driving him about and he's getting yeah. he's getting led by Pennywise. But that's Pennywise. I, okay. All right. Well, that's my assumption. Didn't he get killed in the sewers, though? Yeah. In the first one. Yeah, yeah but he was driving the car and stuff, wasn't he? I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a really it. weird thing. Again, it's another thing that they sort of shoehorned in from the book. Yeah. Well, that reminded me of Pet Cemetery. Yeah. A lot. It didn't really add anything to the main story. In the... Book, and I think the same thing that happens. He's sort of like he's there to cause Mike to not be there for the final battle because yeah. in Mike's not there in the final battle okay. against um, it. He's oh. in the hospital getting attacked by a yeah. nurse at the time, and they and there's all this shit. But obviously they they weren't going to go there in this one because Mike's with yeah. them at the end. But this so is why you're right. Just, it's, it was kind of shoehorned. I, I just think that they could to shave it down a little bit to just the timings. I just think they could have just got rid of that character completely, and it would have had no effect. Yeah. I mean, what did he bring to the movie? Nothing. I, I just he didn't spoil. He, he didn't spoil any of their plans, which no. is what he no. was there exactly. to do. Exactly, exactly my fault. And he Force. doesn't fuck up as much yeah. in the. Yeah, I agree. There's some. There's some bits where they kind of did the book, but they didn't need to do the book. That's it. I mean, but I tell you what, it was fucking great seeing him in the in the final sequence when he did the little "Here's Johnny." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so bit. much fan service though. Now this is the thing about fan service. What did you guys think about the the cameo by the the master himself? He did in a... the uh, second hand shot. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought it was quite good. It is a comedic moment because obviously the the beats through yeah. the whole film from the start. Obviously, we found out that Ben um uh Bill is a director and he's trying to finish. No, a movie. no, 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 no. He's a writer. Sorry, he's, he's a, writer. a writer. Yeah. And he's a writer and he's All trying to finish. Shit. Know, yeah, so. yeah. And obviously, notoriously, a lot of people slam the it movie for being not very good at the end. And obviously, they, they slam all of his work for not having not he. They slam him for not being able to end a book. It got mentioned a lot, didn't it? Yeah, there was I mean, too much debate. I think. I mean, per- personally, I think that Stephen King only now is only getting the respect that he deserves now in this era far more than he did back in he was kind of like a little bit of a oh yeah Stephen King weirdo yeah and now his work is getting completely respected way more than it used to but yeah I mean I think that that scene was a nice little touch I can't I can't his movies have been made ever since he started writing them they haven't ever got good reviews Mm. 
you think a lot of them have probably been quite look at a the lot of them of went hit, straight like to TV. TV yeah yeah exactly like a lot of them are two parts I think you're talking big budget stuff it's probably not I'm really. talking about the top of the A game only now people have started Pet taking on, on board it. of all his movies and then actually Stephen King is actually a legend he writes brilliant stories but look at Carrie that's one of the best horror movies to come out of the 70s but still, he's not respected as he as he should be as a writer back then, as he is now. That's what I'm saying. I know I've grew up on this. I've grew up on this. Dad, you're thinking of jaded. You're jaded. You and your, your mum watching <laughs> films. Yeah. You're oh, are you laughing? That wasn't a joke. I mean, you're not wrong. Maybe I'm a. You are a fan, though. You're a Stephen King fan. I'm talking from a person from the outside. So, it's like, as from a, a mainstream perspective. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Hollywood here. I'm not talking about. Yeah, like big budget. Yeah money in the films but it's Shining was one of the best yeah, movies but I know he that didn't have nothing yeah. to do with but but it's still his work but he had nothing to do um, with oh, Christine Cujo Langoliers I mean look a Dreamcatcher was maybe the start of it I'm trying to think none of these were blockbuster massive movies Misery probably the first one but that was late 90s I'm not but saying I'm not you're talking wrong. about the movies just, I'm talking about his writing ability that's what I'm talking yeah, about I'm not saying you're wrong but I grew up because I grew up on Stephen King. I'm kind of blinkered. Mm. Um, but original question. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Stephen King's obviously a ma- really important thing in my life. I mean, again, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is in the book, but yeah, I mean, the feasibility of finding silver in the second-hand shop was—is was that in the book? Yes. Is it? Yeah, that whole tote. Fact then. Yeah. That whole, <laughs> that, <laughs> Probably that, just a cheap replica. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like complete fact. So, it, but they didn't it? make enough of silver in the two parts to be able to make it relevant. So silver is... Uh, they, did they do that in the first part? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I think they did. They did. Yeah, I, I reckon... I didn't yeah, because he's riding along with Sophia Lillis on Unless the that's just part. a general knowledge. But the reason that's in the movie is because he needed something. Everybody else has a connection to yeah. when they were younger. So that... Is it the artefacts bit? In, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this, this silver gets him back to where he used to be. Yeah. It does in the book. That's, so, the, whole, that's the whole point yeah. of his journey. Artefacts are next... Yeah, let's talk about... Unless there's anything else you guys wanted to cover before that. There's a, there's a couple of things um, well, I, I have got. Two things. Now, for me, Richie being portrayed as possibly being gay was a little bit of a again is this a thing they're trying to satisfy people who are watching it and stuff like that and they're trying to shoehorn just to get the uh, you know I might get slammed for this by you guys yeah, no, but no. is it just trying to get tick off lists just to, I mean, to satisfy the people to, for me the, the, the first watches. time it clicked was when Pennywise said about him having a dirty, dirty secret, little secret yeah. and then obviously you saw him carving the thing in. and didn't... the arcade scene Oh yeah. yeah. I, see, I I didn't think that's that. I just saw that as the other kid being a knobhead. Yeah, and but it's it's, it's um, portrayed as that. But but it wasn't until afterwards with the whole sketch and the yeah. name of thing. I thought, oh, what? Because I was thinking, what's the secret? What's the secret? Yeah, the dirty secret. Yeah. But I don't think it really changes anything in the overall story. My problem with that is that if you're going to have that in, why not have that in the first part? Because yeah, it's suddenly... bollocks. Because you... I don't think it was anything to do with being yeah. him being gay as a character. He's been married um, several times. Okay. Are you talking about the book or the film? I don't, the whole thing. I don't. It's think... the film. In the book, he's purely not gay because he has a related. He's in love with some girl that bullied Bev. I've no, even known. I don't that think I've it read... adds anything. I don't. I don't. 
I think if you added it in, it doesn't change anything. If you didn't do it, it doesn't change anything. I, I just, just, I just think it's nothing really. I'm, it was only R plus. It was only R plus E, and I think their relation. I think the relationship went. In Dude, the, they were definitely pointing towards. Yeah, the fact I agree. He had a, okay, tell me what his dirty little secret was. That's then. what. That is what they they were wanting to They're say. Insinuating it. it's but through through one hundred percent. Yeah, but I don't see what it does. I don't see what it adds. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but no, it doesn't. Not at all. It doesn't change anything. No, it no. I mean, this is the point. It's like they had. They, they, they obviously had the part of the this, this, this start that was to do with the book that, you know, portrays that there is hate crime still happening out there, which, which relates mm-hmm. to fine. And I just think, I just think, I don't understand why that had anything why to do with it. Why put it in there, yeah. 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 I, that's just a personal thing. Yeah, and, it didn't add anything to the no, story it if it was true. If I they'd know. never done it, it wouldn't I just saw it as like him it. being, because him, he's... He's more best friends with Eddie in the uh, in the book. Yeah, but Maybe there's also a thing with Stan yeah. Stanley because he's at the bar mitzvah and he he very very much supports him and, and looks up to him. And but stuff that, like that. but yeah, yeah, like I said, in that case, then if it isn't, what's what's the dirty secret? Why say yeah. that? Yeah, interesting. The other thing that I thought was hilarious is in the first movie they totally skate around the 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 fact that um, uh, Ben is obviously there's a lot of fat shaming in the book and in the TV series, yeah? And and, mm. and they don't... They skirt around that in the first one. But then in this one, they totally go after him about marrying someone that looks like your mum and loads of fat jokes. Do you not think that's a bit weird? Yeah. It's like the first one, they don't talk about... Like, there's a lot of this one where it's like, oh, fatty, fat, fat, and all this stuff. And I think, mm. yeah, I think they've done, done it as the angle to get you more on his side mm. and sort of show you what he's had to go through. Mm. I think what it is, is, I don't know, they just, they didn't express that enough in the first part, but that's why there's a second part, so mm. that you've got to know that sort of thing. You've yeah. got to take them as like kind of one movie, mm. and then you've, oh, got yeah, to feel, you've got to feel it a little bit more. Although I still think they could have done, I think even in five hours, I don't know if they they got it, that they still established it. Do you enough. mean as in, this is what you saw? Yeah. But in the second part, actually, this is what it was really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Right. I okay, think yeah. they did the, the correlation a lot better than they did in the second part and like give you that sort of feels. Okay. Let's get on to the major conversation piece. The end. Um... Tell, oh, me you want, not, tell me how you felt about it. You want to talk Person, about what? Because I want to talk about why I felt it. No, I want to talk about one more thing before you the go to the end. No, not all of it. Just, a, just, oh, Be- yeah. just, oh, just no, Beverly's. Beverly's old lady. Beverly's old lady scene. That was my. Little, I absolutely loved it. The yeah. little dance in the hallway is my favorite yeah. bit. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Mate, got worth like, naked little. Chuckle. I don't know about you guys, but I fucking shit myself yeah. when she ran at her. Yeah. The noise it made. Those big swinging titties. Right, so that's that's a this, that, that's a guy that played that part. Right. He also play, plays apparently the a leper. guy. What played the lady? Yeah, is it really? And his name's uh, Javier Botet, and he's played. He plays a lot of horror parts, and he he, he plays a lot of characters in horror movies. But he played the part of uh, the witch, which is the the woman that runs her, and apparently plays a leper as well. That yeah, that was freaky. Yeah, man. It really. It kind of not only did it scare me as in jump scare me, it actually freaked me out a little <clears> bit. Yeah, I enjoyed that, but I also mm. enjoyed um, Eddie's visit to the pharmacy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's when he cool. had to go downstairs. That guy's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that the, was... the girl working behind the counter as well. 
the bit where he goes downstairs and that thing pukes on him though that was fucking gross <laughs> that was so yeah funny. there's some great comedy timing in this like there's um, a lot of comedy yeah, yeah, the comedy that for ran through it was fucking great, and uh, you know it's been mentioned a lot. I think that everyone thought, thought, oh, okay, it's less of a horror, more of a comedy, but it's more of a coming of age movie um, with a little bit of horror like intertwined in it. Yeah, I wouldn't class um, it as a full on comedy. No, definitely not. I think but I definitely left feeling good. Yeah, good about feeling, the film as opposed to feeling scared. Yeah, which is what I think you're meant to do. Because it's yeah. that sort of film. That's what he does with Stand by Me and all that sort of crap. Yeah, we have to get. We have to get on to the ending how did you what did you guys think because you Dan talk about the artifacts um so talk about the ritual chud yeah so I mean that's the first yeah I was like well what <laughs> it blew my mind um did it do anything for you not th- not overly I don't think did I it seem bizarre very bizarre I don't think that again they touched on it I knew Mike had like been sort of trying to drive it home Again, I don't think it grabbed me enough to really believe in it. Um, it's in the ritual itself. I guess it got them to where they needed to be. It got them to the point where the plan had failed and they needed to try something else, which is probably what they were looking for in that, I think. Yeah, because in the book, it's so fucking important. It's all about the fact that they the, the ritual chart is done in the almost... It's not done in the first part. Is there a weird little wicker basket thing with pictures on the side? No, they sort of do it in that. You know, the um, like they said, they did in a smokehouse. They do it in that sort of weird little smokehouse, which they do. And they um, visit the turtle. (laughs) I can't even remember how they they come up with the ritual chad. Oh, in the book? In the book. They visit the turtle. Uh, The turtle tells them how to defeat it. Uh, All right? Okay. When they go back, when they're adults and they try it again, the turtle's dead because it's killed the turtle. My mind is In that blown. 27 years. That's the ritual chud. Don't turtles live for like so hundreds of years? when do they shag Beverly? <laughs> <laughs> they shag in the book. That's done. Are they kids or adults? They are kids. So <laughs> we're in the book. That I all... knew that we weren't going to get away with this. <laughs> there is an orgy scene. Not an orgy scene. Actually, no, sorry. It's, it's a very orgy. delicate scene. <laughs> It handled get, very handled very very delicately in the book. I bet you were handling so it. In in the in the book, the last bit um, is a massive storm that's happening, and this all this chaos is happening. The book goes in between them being young and old all throughout mm-hmm. the movie. It's not all throughout the book. It's not done like yeah. yeah it's yeah. hard to do that. Yeah. So they are exhausted after their first encounter with it. After just sort of like banishing it or defeating it. So. Beverly comes up with an idea that oh, yeah. to sleep with them is to will give them energy to get out of the sewer because they can't find their way out of the sewer. Is That's why she does it. Mm. But they don't need it in this one because they don't really go and show the sewer how they don't go into the depth. That's the one mean, thing that's lacking. They don't go into the depth of of how far they're traveling down. Right, okay, that's what I one thing that was big, big lacking is they, they sort of go down that near yeah, bulk seat yeah, and yeah. they're there. I'm normally more, more worn out after them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, each their own. Um, but yeah, Just I don't, want a little sleep. I don't think it, and also kind of the whole Mike line to them again, I kind of got the, now I want to talk to you about this Mike thing. Cause I thought they were going to do a big kind of, again, a, a kind of bait and switch thing where, I thought Mike was going to be kind of in cahoots with, with Pennywise at one uh, stage. Okay. I really did, because I was like, 
there's something weird going because Mike's lied to him once. Now he's lying to him again, and he scrubbed out one part of the the, yeah, the, the, the kind of ritual mm. thing. And I was like, oh, are we going to have a little twist here that's different to the book or different to the TV show mm. that he's going to be actually working alongside? I thought that would be like a cool little twist, but obviously it wasn't. Yeah, because he was completely not there. Yeah. He's not supposed to be down there. Yeah, yeah. As is, no, yeah, everyone else is meant to be there. Yeah. And they did leave Eddie dead down there. So how do, how, how do you think how they actually defeated Pennywise? What do you, how do you feel about that? I, right, do you want to hear my thoughts? Go on. I thought that it looked all pretty and it looked cool. But I wasn't really blown away, away by the way it ended. I'm sorry to say it, but it kind of felt a little bit weird. Oh, yeah. That, that, that all their lives, right, that they got successful in their lives. When they were young, they were, bu- they were all bullied. And now they're at this place where they're just... They've Bully now me. turned into the bullies. Mm. And they're shouting at him and calling him names and stuff, which, okay, that's how they defeat him. That's fine. Yeah, don't start feeling sorry for fucking Pennywise oh, the fucking clown. Oh, look at him. He had little baby eyes. Go on, stick your hand up. You I talk. felt sorry for him. You're a fucking I literally idiot. did. His little eyes at I, the end. Yeah. His little hands. Honestly, I can't lie. I, they were calling him names. He was shrinking down. He was a no. little man. I felt sorry for him. I, I honestly this did. This is yeah. all about... Think about the context of the whole movie. Know, These are the fact oh, that the losers I, I know. have suddenly become the, the winners. <laughs> the losers. I know, but what Matt's just saying, the fact that I was feeling sorry for him has that does that mean yeah, like that I it's did, lost I, the, the what about you Matt did you feel sorry I, for him I did I did yeah. feel sorry when, when he turned to. into the little scared baby yeah, thing yeah. Like, you, you can stop now he's a little scared but they carried on I'm like he's a baby yeah. he's got little hands and little eyes and he's yeah. like mm. yeah but he was tricking him he's a trickster well, was he though? That, no, he is that's his fucking character he's a trickster no, I, I felt I sorry for that, him at that point he was like yeah, because he's despair. Yeah, because he was because he's. He knew he's, he's been gone defeated. Now, yeah. Nah, you, you guys are blind to his. You would get eaten. Both of you would get fucked up by Pennywise account. <laughs> just so you fucking know, you'd be dead. You'd be deader than Eddie. Dead Dan and dead Matt. Dead Eddie. He'd, he'd get you in his deadlights and he'd fucking bite your fucking face. But no, I, I did. Like I felt, ben, I can't help it. I felt sorry for him. Well, then you were and, a fool. And like Matt just said, yeah, if that does that mean the potential, should you be like cheering his death? Yeah. Should you? Well, yeah, exactly. Should so, you be cheering on bullies? Yeah, they call him little, whatever. I don't know what insults he's he He'd, he'd eaten children. He's been eating children for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, but then so, he was all like this. <laughs> you, you guys are dead. Can't help, so, can't help it. Right. That's why I've got a little dog. You've got a big dog. So, I've been... I've done a little bit of uh, research on this. Okay. There's two other cuts of this movie, right? There's a three hour, 25 minute version. Oh my fucking word. This, this, the new one. And there's a four hour version that the director said that they've actually had before they come to this last two hours and 49 minutes. Now, apparently there's two extra scenes that they are thinking about. Um, put Basically, they haven't even filmed these scenes but the director wants to film and put into the movie for when it comes out on Blu-ray. There's the turtle. There's a turtle scene that he wants to put in it. And there's a a scene also where it goes back to the 1600s with Pennywise. 
Ah. So there's two extra scenes, and apparently they will be quite interesting scenes. They are quite interesting now, scenes. Now, for, if I can tell you that from knowing what happens in the book. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if they're putting in the turtle scene, I will shell out for that. Oh, <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, it would be good to see one from like 1600s, because I think all we've the earliest we've seen is, well, what's the first one? 19... 70s, is it? The, no, the original the, lit? The original lit is set in the 50s, 50s and yeah. um, the 80s. So it would be good to see one way back. Yeah. And, like, see what... I don't, I don't really want to see no origin story. Though. I don't care about that. No, not an overall origin, but I think a, a bit of a flavour of, like, mm. what it's like about that. Because there was that scene earlier on where they show him without the makeup, which was quite interesting. Yes, yeah. Well, when he good. was, like, the dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you know he's, like an actual thing don't you he's always been a thing and then eventually he decided to become the clown to be able to because he realised that the fear of children were tastier to eat when they were scared so you're saying he he was never a natural person no he's a thing like the turtle he's an it he's 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 a trickster so when you were getting manipulated by him being all little yeah, you know, flid arms and stuff like flowers. that. No, he was actually he, scared. He's a trickster. So yeah, with the turtle, then obviously the Stephen King universe, isn't it? He's Please read like the, the book. Turtles across the just just read the book now. The all-knowing turtle. Just read the book. I'll take it on holiday with me. Yeah, all right, I got it. Now, I want to finish on a couple of little bits just to finish this off. Now, there's a couple of nods, obviously, to some stuff. Yeah. Massive nod to the thing. Oh, big time. With the spider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Andy Muschietti said that basically that he obviously grew up in the 80s with all these 80s movies and stuff and now the figure is an obvious with the spider head. Mm. Obvious. But there's one scene right at the end where they're, they're at the the, um, the um, reservoir when they're all swimming. Yeah, yeah. And, and that and stuff. And there's an underwater scene that just fucking was like splash where they kiss underwater with Bev. And I was like, that is splash. My thing on that was, how long with their kids can they stay underwater yeah. holding their breath? Quite what, what I don't um, understand is, why don't they just do it above water? Yeah. And because, the, now another thing, I'm, I'm going to finish on real quick, uh, that is that Bev, a little bit naughty, she's married, and Bill's married, but she thinks it's fine to give him a good old snog. Yeah, but that's all the memories coming back from when they were kids. Yeah, yeah. but do you think... She hesitated after that kiss. Do you feel when if you look at that kiss, if you go and watch it again, if you look at that kiss, she kind of feels a bit confused afterwards, like it's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I, I noticed that, um, and that obviously she's gonna end up with Ben, mm-hmm. but that yeah, that kiss on the wall splash. Go and watch it. Yeah. Mate, the I, other thing that's a bit ropey in this is that like bit um, it annoyed me. No. Um, is that Bill's wife wasn't there at the end because she's obviously in that catatonic state, and I think that's quite important because it gives it gives Beverly more of a reason to go towards Ben than not right, go okay. to Bill, and that's the one thing that I thought lacked. Mm. As opposed to just there's no reason yeah, there's yeah. no reason for her to go to to. Like, ben, I found really. there's a bit a bit missing there because it's like, hang on, so Ben must have thought, um, uh, sorry, Bill must have thought. That something was going on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Hang on, and he's married, and he's alright to kiss her and stuff. But then suddenly, then that just disappears. Yeah, it's just a bit weird. Yeah, but Bill and Ben. Yeah. So, I suppose we better give this um, <laughs> breaths out of ten. 
Yeah, that was probably an the e- biggest review we've had. That was an epic conversation, yeah. but it had to be had. Yeah, it had to be had because it's an e- it's an epic movie. I mean, we're talking this movie is five hours and four minutes long in yeah. its current state. It is two hours over the 1990 yeah. miniseries, and that was bastard long. The biggest earning horror two movie. Two DVDs. Huh? The <laughs> biggest earning horror movie of all time. Is it? Yeah. Already. Yeah. So budget was what you said seventy odd million. The budget on the it chapter two was seventy nine million. And if we're counting it as only chapter two as one movie, it's made two hundred million just over the in the, the last week. The, yeah, and what well, the first one made seven hundred million dollars. And this one's made two hundred in its first weekend. I mean, that's yeah, astounding. But they've spent a lot of marketing. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, post—you can't get away from it. Posters are everywhere. This, what I've got to say: one um, pound. Did you want to before we um, do this little um, rating? I should talk about my failed prank. Yeah, talk about your failed prank. Oh, what happened? So, um, obviously, me and Paul were going to the cinema Tuesday to watch it. Yeah. So I thought, ah, oh, be a bit of a laugh. Toya. Red balloon to his door handle so when he gets home, he's got the red balloon. Brilliant. So I uh, left my house a bit earlier, popped to Asda, other supermarkets are available, picked up some red balloons, drove to his house, saw that his car was on the drive, so I uh, parked around the corner, waited for him to leave, eventually got a text, on my way now, meet you there, so I thought, ah, all safe. Drive round, he's just leaving the house. Oh, <laughs> so I'm literally parked outside his house in my car holding a balloon. <laughs> so I had to uh, give myself up. It's a good effort. For, Although, you know, six I'd on l- ten. I'd like to act, I did pop it because there was no way I was going back to my car with a red balloon. <laughs> in the house I would have just scratched all that and just would have put a, a, a buttload of spiders in his bed. But <laughs> I've still got another 20 in the pack, so. Who knows? Can't wait to come home. These balloons or Johnny's. (laughs) If anyone does chapter three. (laughs) Right then. Um, Who are we giving the honour of uh, rating this first then? Uh, I don't mind going first. Go on then. I'd give this eight breaths out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go on. I know we've picked it apart, but I left that cinema feeling great. So yeah, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, same for me. It's going to get a ten out of ten for me. Ten? No, an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not is, this is problem. I could give this film a two, and I could give this film an eight. It, it needs it for uh, me personally. I, really I feel it needs a rewatch definitely. Because yeah. I, do you know what? I come out of it, and I was like, it's the first film I come out of, and I had to kind of digest it, and I mm. really didn't know how I felt. I felt I felt happy, and I felt fulfilled, but I just don't know. I had to think about it. I had to talk to people about it. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? This is a massive feat in itself. This is a massive budget horror movie, mm. right? We're horror movie fans, right? We don't get this much. And there doesn't get this many budgets spent on horror movies. Now, this is the first horror movie that's had that much kind of budget put into it. And, you know, I'm not going to knock it at all because it had brilliant set pieces throughout. And there was some things that I didn't like. And there's some things that I absolutely loved. But don't get me wrong. I didn't come out of that film feeling like this is a piece of crap or anything mm. like that. Not at all. I got, I'm, I'm quite 
like emotional. This is one of my. This is from my childhood hmm. from this movie. So, Same. I, I, Same. so I, and I've read the book and I fucking absolutely love this thing. So for me, but when I walked out of the movie and I'm gonna put it on IMDb, I put it as a nine out hmm. of ten because I gave the first one an eight, and it still made me feel as nostalgic. So I, but I could as I started thinking about it, I could give it also because of the way I'm like, well, they kind of played with the book but didn't do the book. I could also give it a fucking two for kind of like giving me a kick in the butt and giving me a kick in the goodies when I when I kind mm. of wanted it, it all from the book and they had long enough to do it. So, I, so part of me went, oh, I could give this a really low score because it didn't deliver, it sort of part delivered the book. Um, but then I went, no, it's on its own merit, it's a fucking nine. Mm. It's a, yeah. It made me feel so good coming but out do, of the cinema. Do you think it did the book justice? No, because do you, do you not think that not at all. It's a new. It's they, they. He read the book. He took the story and he molded it into himself. It didn't. But do, do you the not book. think? But do you not think that Stephen King has had a lot to do with yeah, this? Yes, I think it did the story justice. Right, okay, and it did the story in its own way, and it modernized it, and it put it into a okay. new audience. It didn't do. It didn't do the book. How I wanted to see it. How you want to see it? Not personal. how I want to see it. Personal. So personal. Yeah. Okay, fair but enough. as a story, as yeah. a concept, and as a fucking complete package, it definitely gets nine out of ten. For yeah. Me. Because I think the fact that you've got a horror film with a clown killing people, <laughs> we've sat there for the last, I don't know how long we've reviewed that, but there must be a lot to it for us to discuss it. Oh, absolutely. Time, this, so, yeah, this, yeah. this is yeah. for for me. It's, this is a monument monumental. Um, time for this sort of horror movie to come out is this has done things that's fantastic for the horror community which is is is, is massive at the moment it's fashionable to be a horror fan i got problems though because um what's next um Mm. in terms of like i'm not looking forward to any movies at mm. the moment um i'm like i kind of are you worried about the franchise thing the mm. way they're, they're just gonna i don't think okay. i don't think they'll do any more no i do not worried about that i'm just worried about like so their next avenue is dr sleep okay that's a new one it's not an older mm. one so we haven't seen it before it's not yeah. been done as a movie yeah. so that's new fine the next mm. package that they're really picking up for stephen king that i'm looking forward to is the is the stand yeah we so didn't talk about it earlier stand. but they just introduced they've just um cast whoopi goldberg as um the old the old lady right so i mean and it's got some interesting um they've cast they've cast tom cullen as well m-o-o-o-n they've cast tom cullen have you ever watched orange is the new black yeah you know the prison guard yeah who dies in the riots <laughs> oh no no oh, i don't know that person. Uh, do you, so, know, you know who i'm talking about the one with the beard no uh, she's just lying you've never seen orange is the new black i have i've seen the first Two series. Ah, he's in like he's he's in like the fourth season. I no, think he comes in, but he plays he plays Tom Cullen, oh, and that's okay. quite interesting casting. So, so the standards that had an original TV miniseries. As well, yeah, yeah, and that's fucking epic. I love it. Have they redone it? Am I thinking they've redone it again? Been, no, they? I don't think they no, have. No, they, they, they haven't touched it. it. They haven't touched it. They make it a film or series. It's going to be two or three films again. He was going to do it. The directors talked about loads. He was going to do it as five. films It's like the biggest book ever. Yeah. It's and ridiculous. when I watched the TV series, that was long. <laughs> it was, it's it was bigger long. than the Bible. What, one thing I want, one last Ooh, <laughs> thing I want to touch on with it, and I want to get your ideas on this, is that 
apparently when Stephen King wrote this book, he was coming out of a massive era in his life of being a massive cokehead. So do you think that the way it is portrayed now is the way that he wanted it more like to be seen? I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I'd have or to Because he's in a different place. Um, like how he wrote that book was from being out of this the, the the darkest bit of his life. Do you know what I mean? I'd imagine when he wrote it, some of the from, certainly from this version of it, like going back to the restaurant scene, like some of that stuff. <laughs> potentially, you'd have to be on something to come out of it, I guess. Maybe, but um, I just I just think because it seems like this is more like he wanted it to be a bit more coherent. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The storyline follows through. Because the book is pretty wacky. Even you've admitted that, Paul. Yeah, I don't know what you're on about. I love the book. Okay, right. <laughs> anyway, so that is our review of It Chapter <gasps> 2. It yeah. gets eight breaths out of ten. I gave it a nine, so it gets nine. So, eight, um, eight breaths uh, out of ten. <laughs> That's still better, isn't it? What? Uh, anyway. Hello. I'm Geordie Paul, the dancing clown. Hi everyone, this is Geordie Paul doing a quick review of It Chapter 2 for Draw One Last Breath. Um, where do I start? Obviously following on from the first chapter. Um, big expectation going into it because I love the first film. Um, and it's my all-time favourite book, so really, really looking forward to it. And um, I'm pleased to say I thought it mostly delivered. Uh, starting off with the cast were phenomenal. Um, to be honest, the adults and the kids hit the nail on the head with the casting so it was brilliant really really funny really really scary obviously um bill skarsgård as pennywise has just cemented himself as a horror icon um yeah fantastic i thought it was really really brave he's obviously the director's been given a a free reign on this one i think um and sort of included a lot of the weirder elements of the book with like the the rituals and such um and i just but i just thought it was done really 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 well really slick really cool and um, you know scary a couple of little minor criticisms obviously i'd have loved a bit more pennywise in it um and a couple of times a bit of the cg was a bit far-fetched but to be honest they are really minor grumbles because i absolutely loved it um so all in all fantastic film one of my faves of the year so eight breaths out of ten thank you all so on our next episode, we'll be doing uh, the uh, banana splits. Oh, you'll, so, be, you'll be doing the banana splits? I will be doing <laughs> what banana is this? splits. Is that what it's called? You're going to video it? Yeah, a movie called The Banana Splits that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. I think it's called The Banana Splits. It's a fucking nutty thing from the 50s. La, la, la. La, 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 It's going to be fucking nuts. So I can't wait to talk about that. Right, banana let's, Splits has nuts in it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to our uh, Something to Scream About Before I Cry. <laughs> What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Right, this episode we're going to be uh, talking to our lovely friend Dan. Hi. About all the stuff that he likes in horror. Mm. And werewolves. And other stuff. That's the, thing. That's the thing. We're gonna we're we're getting a few of our our, our guests on, and 
Dan is one of them, obviously. We're going to ask him a few questions. Yeah, this may become a like a, we 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 haven't run out of ideas for some of to scream about <laughs> just, <laughs> just yet. I'm a last resort. Dan's not a last resort. Wow. Um, we've had quite a few um, uh, breathers out there who've approached us who'd like to come onto the podcast. And we thought, well. We're Let's not, open it up. We're not hoggers. I was asked, by the way. We're not hoggers. You, you came to me. Just to... Didn't ask. Number one fan is. Um, hoggers of the limelight. So we just want, uh, we want uh, you know, to create this horror community. So we want people to come on. So if you want to come on, get in touch and we're, we'll put you in the queue. It's very long. Long queue. <laughs> so don't expect a return straight away. But literally straight away Simon but yeah it was fine to uh, get in the queue <laughs> so let's uh, crack uh, crack on with this shoot shoot as it were what do you want to know I've got a little thing called questions for Dan <laughs> or werewolf Dan as we call him right I get it waxed now so as we do with every guest yeah what is, we'd like to know your um, first memory of horror um so I guess for me, I mean, I enjoy horror. I'm no way near a horror guru as you two are. Um, for me, my first memories of horror were, um, well, very first, I suppose, would be about seven or eight. When did Beetlejuice come out? 89? Probably Beetlejuice was probably the first horror film I ever watched. Um, I remember watching that with my sister and a babysitter at the time. I had a tea towel on my lap. Just in case anything got too scary. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You, you had a tea towel on your lap. Yeah. So I was what? fine. We was watching it fine until. What does this tea towel do? Just cover my face. Oh right, okay. Oh, uh, what Jesus. was he covering you at the time? Perverts. I thought you were getting you're getting Price. turned on by the babysitter. No, yeah. no. To be honest, I was fine until until it got told to me that there was someone coming up in a minute with the hole in their neck. And when they smoked, the smoke came out. For some reason, that really got me. So Freaked you out. To, yeah, yeah. So that was probably the first horror film I watched. That's when the tea towel came Before out. that, the first the first thing I remember being scared of was um Zelda from Terror oh, Mike. Oh, I was scared of her. Yeah. that's because she ate that green jelly, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was a bit, bit of a wimp as a kid. I might say I'm still was that around, Was that the earliest kind of I'd say I'd say that's the first thing I remember being scared of. Right. Zelda from Holly... Um, not Holly Oaks. Terror Hawks. <laughs> Or my dog. <laughs> Zelda from Terror. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I was scared shitless. Wait, I can't help, can't help what scared. you're scared of, can you? Spiders. <laughs> so. All right. But, um, but yeah, in terms of first horror films, yeah, definitely Beetlejuice probably being the first one I watched. Um, after that, I would say probably not necessarily being scared so i remember child's play being on one night on itv when they used to show films on a saturday night but i think it was child's play 2 so i remember getting my mum to rent me child's play the first one from video solent oh asda <laughs> Other, it was um, car four at the time <laughs> oh, I remember car. so yeah i mean i know you guys obviously you're always going about like VHS and artwork video and stuff, shops. but yeah, going into like the video Solent, so seeing all the horror films stacked up. But that that time, that was specifically Child's Play. Yeah, I can't see. I can't relate this to Matt because Matt never experienced video Solent. I did. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember so that. you remember the layout? You remember where the horror section was? It was. You'd go in. You'd have 
the counter on the right. On the right, up, sort of a little bit past yeah. you. And then next to that was all the horror. Immediately it, on your, it, immediately it, on your right. It was fucking huge. The section was massive, and it was all 18s. And the thing as well then was it wasn't things that were just been out. You'd have videos, sorry, films that had been out for ages mm-hmm. would still be on video. Yeah. So yeah, you could go back. The big shell cases. You'd have the adult, oh, like yes. electric blue and stuff would be in there as well. <laughs> Red Shoe Diary. Obviously walked past that. <laughs> but, uh... Electric blue! <laughs> See, ours, uh, ours, uh, 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 ours, we had uh, like uh, one of those CD, CD um, um, kind of like curtains with the beads. Yeah. So you had to go into the really? bloody curtains. Which one was hard. that? That was on, um, it used to be on um, Vic Hill. It used to be called... Uh, Not the little video Yeah, but shop. before that, it was called One Stop. Uh, so but yeah, I think, that. yeah, like I said, Beatle, getting back, Beatle Hughes, definitely Child's Play, remember. And I think after that, probably like sleepovers and stuff. I remember Freddy's New Nightmare, is it? Yeah. Yep. remember watching that. That's and there good, was, that. There was a younger lad who obviously was absolutely shit scared and ended up ringing his dad. Was it Paul? Come pick him up. <laughs> it wasn't Paul, no. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it started, I guess. Oh, How sh- many young boys were at this <laughs> sleepover? Not as many as at Paul's. <laughs> Good amount of young boys. <laughs> so tell us about your love of love of werewolves. I, it's not just because you've got hairy back. <laughs> not anymore. I said we get that waxed. Beat. Sponsored by Veet. <laughs> um, I think it's just the... I love transformation scenes. Hmm. I think it's just like the pure brutality of it. Um, what, what's your favourite werewolf movie? Oof. I'd probably... In terms of a movie, probably American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> overall movie, yeah. Definitely best overall movie, I think. But your favourite um, transformation scene? Being Human. Yes, so now we're talking. There's the another... scenes in that are amazing. I think Russell Tovey as the werewolf. Not as good as American Hero. You're fucking yeah, having I, a laugh. I think the brutality they go into in that and the pure... Because you're so invested in the character because he's always such a placid kind of guy in it. Then seeing him transform is amazing. And also um, Company of Wolves as well. Great, Great, movie. That. Great movie. Yeah. Like and in that one, the wolf literally comes out of him. He like literally just splits his skin, sheds mm. the skin. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and the one with that one is it's all about like um, I think also with that, obviously it plays on the, the whole Red Riding Hood thing where like at the end she gets betrayed, and um, but yeah, I mean there's a lot of shit ones as well. Lots, um, name some shit ones. They remade the Wolf Man with um. Nicholas, oh, not Nicholas Cage. Benicio, um, Benicio de Toro. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic story, and it wasn't awful. I think Andy Hopkins is in that as well. Have you watched any of the Universal Monster ones, like the old fifties? No. You should get involved in that. Um, the Jack Nicholson one as well is awful. Wolf was that called Wolf? Yeah, that when he's like wolf. the businessman. Yeah. How have you seen Dog Soldiers? Yes, love Dog Soldiers. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. Um, Howling. Yes. Good man. Twilight. Shit. <laughs> he's such a liar yeah. he fucking loves Twilight don't you have you watched The Monster Squad no I haven't actually oh okay you need to watch Wolfman's yeah, Got Noise I need you to lend you the VHS <laughs> yeah going back to Twilight this is nothing I quite like I lo- I'm messing with it. I quite like the twist on where it's kind of inherent and you're born into the tribe 
but then the fact you can just change into a wolf as you're like jumping through the air nah not for me okay I prefer the bones breaking so you're more an Edward fan than the other one I I don't know his name never seen it I'm not really (laughs) liar any of them liar do you love Twilight I do don't know but no I mean I, I did go through a phase of like reading loads of werewolf novels and books and stuff can I ask you a question? Go for it. What is your favourite horror movie of all time? Oh, bloody hell. I would have to say, across all like horror genres... Yeah, I don't... yeah, it can be anything. doesn't have to be one. Well, he's asked me which was my favourite, so... I would probably say The Shining. Oh. Yeah. That's just something I can watch again and again yeah there's probably films that have maybe affected me more which perhaps I wouldn't sit down and watch on my own again because you're a big Clockwork Orange fan as well yeah are we classing that as horror well there's a horror element to it but obviously Shining Clockwork Orange yeah 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 Yeah, I guess the way it's shot and yeah yeah yeah, I mean there, there probably are films and we'll come on to that in a minute I suppose about that I've probably watched and thought as a horror experience, mm. fuck me, that was scary. And there's probably some films that I wouldn't watch again on my own. I.e. Eh? I.e. What films wouldn't you watch on your own? Um, so, some of these are going to sound random because they're probably more psychological. That's fine, but it's anything, it's things that scare you. Yeah, man. So. For example, the first, the first Insidious, I would not watch that again on my own. Really? Yeah, no, no way. I, I mean, watched... up into a part. Yeah. Like the part, I remember watching the part... that at the cinema with were, you guys. Yeah, before uh, it goes into the Yeah, mind. yeah, honestly, the first, until he goes into that dream walk, whatever it is. Yeah. That is the only film that I've ever considered leaving. Wow. Yeah, really? honestly, yeah, that is a film that what, really what, got to me. Why, was why is Man, that? I don't know, because I guess in, there's a lot of films like it, isn't it? Like Paranormal Activity, I think. Yeah. A is lot it of the, the demons, in fact? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Is it too realistic for you? I think they just really got it, yeah. Um, mm. They nailed it. It does. It yeah, does yeah. It. Have you watched any more of Sidious? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they got right. me so good, I didn't watch any more. I know what I'm getting in for Christmas. It's a box set. It's a yeah. box set. What Lies Beneath? Is it Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Isn't What Lies Beneath? No, it's Lady in the Harrison Ford and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Great movie. For Great me, that's twist. one that just really got me, especially like the bath scene. Is acting? Or just <laughs> what lies beneath is a fantastic film. It's great. That's not Emmanuel Shamanaman, is it? No. No. What, it, what was his one? Lady in the Lake. No. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all right. not really horror, but <laughs> Stir of Echoes. Oh, is that what because film? Kevin Bacon is Kevin plays Bacon? a paedophile again? That, you just that, don't like Kevin Bacon no, as a paedophile. St- no, Stir of Echoes is a fucking great movie. I went to cinema. Watch that's that. not the way he plays a paedophile, is it? No, that's no, Sleepers. No, but he does it twice. He's... Yeah, Woodsman. Ah, the, oh, the Woodsman. Great yes. movie. And Tremors. Okay. No, it's fine. He's um, <laughs> not pedo and Tremors. Uh, but yeah, Stir of Echoes, again, it's just one of those, it's kind of, I think the way they build it up and... It's yeah, quite, it's fucking great. That's yeah. one of the best ghost movies. His demise yeah. as well throughout the film. Yeah, it yeah, deteriorates. Yeah. It's so good. He's awesome as an actor when he uh, gets his He's got, yeah, apart from I the hate... shit O2 adverts or whatever yeah. they are. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you look at like, you know, from 
his days as Footloose Green to, Tre- to Tremors sleepers. and then be, and then Sleepers and you I absolutely despise the guy after watching Sleepers but then he can play these really like happy-go-lucky roles yeah. and it's yeah. like it's crazy yeah. but it's Kevin Bacon we love him he's fucking seedy in the hollow man yeah fuck oh yeah oh that, fucking hell yeah. That, that movie go watch it now it does not stand <laughs> up <laughs> it is how so can you bad. get being invisible wrong <laughs> I mean like there's like a trilogy all of the paranormal activity films mm. I'm with literally you. Them. all of them I'm with you yeah they scare me I suppose the other one which is a really random call out it's probably not even a horror, but um, Sleeping with the Enemy. I like that movie. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Sleeping with the Enemy? Dude, you never seen it. I'd say it's more of a thriller than a it's horror. It's like a Julia 90, Roberts. 1990s piece yeah. of shit, like on the same... It's not, it's a, piece not a piece of shit. Of shit. Same line movie. of, like, The Firm. It was at the same time. No, no, no. It's, it's not it's a really than that, but... No, not The Firm. <laughs> that was the one with Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I know. The one. And it's, Disclosure it's, and stuff like that. Literally... It's, it's Dan, it's good you touched on that because it's literally a movie where a woman's trying to escape an uh, um, abusive relationship. And, she, and, and it's to do with how she, how much she'll go to the end mm. of the earth to get away from this absolute piece of shit. But don't you think there's like... like Great movie. A, it's a re, it's an, Sleeping with the Emmy is an early 90s movie. Yeah. And there's mm. a real... There's, yeah. If you watch yeah. any movie like along that same ilk, like yeah. in that era, Nikita... Mm. Sleeping the Enemy. Single White Female. Single White Female. Great okay. movie. Jacob's Ladder even. Wrote, yeah. uh, Basic Instinct. Not, yeah, but oh, they're oh. all... They're all... <laughs> <laughs> they're all sort of similar. You ruined my, next, you ruined my next film. <laughs> I don't know. They've got, they got a real... They've got... You just can tell that they're 90s. You can just really yeah, tell. But yeah, think, of course. But I think they've got that kind of bit of... I don't know. Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like... And The Rock's a Cradle. Brilliant for, again, but there's these movies like Cape Fear that they they, 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 they they in the nineties they started to step into the uncomfortable zone mm. and they started to push the boundaries slightly, not fully, but slightly. And then then when they a really pivotal age of that yeah. was seven. I mean I've never seen um Fatal Attraction, which is something I probably need to watch. Yeah, I, Dan, I need to it. watch that movie. I haven't watched it. You haven't watched oh, yeah, I'm God. not watching a film with um what's his face in. Bet, was it Bette Midler? Oh, What's her name? Do not let that... Let is it that... Bette Midler? Yes. Nah. But <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine, but it is fucking nah. absolutely superb, that movie. The acting in that movie is yeah. superb. Is it Michael Douglas? Yes. Nah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bet you watch Basic Instinct then. Cretin. Yeah. Cretin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's got Matey Boy from Jurassic Park in it, so... What's your next question? I haven't got any more. Okay. What, have you got any questions for us? Um, not really. I was going to talk a bit more about me. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd bring some... I thought you were like a number one fan. You'd want um, to ask us loads of questions on horror and shit. So I was going to Fuck just... Fuck off, get out of the room. <laughs> I was just going to talk a bit about uh, how I love kind of stuff with backstories and theories. Not and... really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, Dan, go on. Tell us, tell us how... So I guess a lot of the stuff I've talked about, there isn't a lot of gore in it. Mm. So I, I enjoy good slasher, um, but I think if I just watch something with pure killing after killing after killing, it'll probably lose my interest after a little bit. The exception being the Saw films. Yeah, See, I love, I love the Saw films. Not a fan, but... A lot of my interest lies in, and it did get a bit silly after like episode six, seven, etc. but kind of the behind what's, you know, what's he actually been up to, where did the story come from, what's Jigsaw's 
reasons for killing. Yeah, you got a real problem with looking into things way too deep. Like yeah, clo- I do. Like I do. I really. So there, Cloverfield. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I love reading. Andrew goes mental, like my partner Andrew. And um, even like a Marvel film, I'll go home. Other and... girlfriends are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go home and like after the credits, like Google what's what that mean. What that? So um, you'll send me. You'll send me texts for days. It's like I can't. I don't even know if I'm ever going to be able to get involved with you again in watching a TV show after Game of Thrones because the amount of conspiracy theories <laughs> and stuff like that that you can send me like, oh, daily. God. Dan's got another I've, conspiracy theory. I've lost hours of my work day just talking to you about like your random theories. I can't help it. There's something grabs me, like the Cloverfield yeah. thing with like when I, they were talking honest, about. I I got wild deep into that. Drop like the thing about dropping into the ocean. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tell us about Saw and the conspiracy theories with Saw. I suppose it's not conspiracy, but it's the whole backstory of. Um, I mean, I've not watched it for years now, so. But, like, who's been actually doing it, isn't it? It's like, turns out to be the detective, and then he's passed it on to various people, and they've kind of kind of. Because it all starts with a girl that escapes in Saw 2, I think, from yeah. the mask. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on to be his, like, helper. Yep. I'm listening. She's, I'm listening. Like, she's yeah. like the only one to ever escape and then I think That's they right. pass it on and on yeah. and the reason he's going after them is it turns out they've got their reasons um, so yeah that was it. It, got, it did get a bit silly after a while but what did you think of a Serbian film? <laughs> <laughs> um, with that one I have to admit to begin with I thought I'd have the stomach to watch it but I think after a while and probably a lot of alcohol <coughs> and I think we were waiting for WrestleMania to begin. Did you do any, any deep diving into that one? No. No? What about Human Centipede? <laughs> I think that one's a bit more of a... I can laugh that one off. Okay. Well, anyway. Serbian film was Dan, just have you watched Escape Room? I don't think so, no. The, I think you'll really like it because um, it's got that sore element. Not as gory... Not as like, you know, um, what do they call those movies? Horror porn. Mm-hmm. Horror porn? No, it's not. It's called... Porn? No. <laughs> I can't remember the name for it. Anyway, it's not as, as gory, but it's it, quite intelligent and it's interesting. But I think if you like Saw movies, it's right up your street. Yeah, we were, when we were watching it and we mm. did the review, we were thinking of you. Cause like it's got it, twists. It's got that franchise ability oh, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's got new, and how do you feel about this... Uh, the, the, the new Saw movie coming soon. Yeah, see, I've not, I didn't watch the last Jigsaw one either. Oh, really? No, no, so. It's on Netflix, I think. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. Um, so I did watch the one that you guys talked about, the webcam one, Click. No, what's it called? Cam. Cam. That's the yeah. one, watch that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch that one with a girlfriend? <laughs> um, but we did watch. Searching. Oh, that's, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't that's, seen that. that's I haven't good, seen actually. That. See, that's quite a good one with like a bit of a. I say it's very that's modern. That's the um, Asian chap, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's all done on the um, on the camera. <laughs> the guy from um, Harold Kuma. But yeah, no, that, that was good. It's worth watching. I'd say. It's very like again. It's kind of a modern take on a missing, as opposed to people searching through the woods. It's going through all the. No. There's another thing that I think you re- uh, another film that you really like. Paul, you might have seen this, but it's called My Little Eye. It's quite before its time. You I thought you were going to say My Little Pony. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
called it's called My Little Eye. Um, yeah. It's really, really good. It's, I, I don't want to give up the synopsis, but if you haven't seen it, you guys need to watch it. Because cool. it's a very, very good movie. What's your favourite death in a horror movie? Shoot. <laughs> I would say The Omen. Yeah. Mm. With the um, pane of glass. I'm with you, buddy. It's a fucking great Or, one. or, the, um, I don't know if she ends in death, but the needles in Saw 2. That scene really I had to watch oh. the special um, to see how they did it. Yeah. They did yes, to get me over it. Yes, yeah. fucking ruined me That's for a long time. Man. Who's your favourite child in a horror movie? Sixth Sense. Fat Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You did you ruin Sixth Sense for me? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, you're a twat. I remember that. <laughs> you ruined Titanic for me, so it's fine. Well, Titanic ruined itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dan's favourite film, I yeah, do. I know. <laughs> That's a horror film. Anyway. Right, are we all, are we all done for questioning Dan? Yeah, you got anything more you'd like to talk about yourself, um, you selfish bastard? Not even bringing us any questions. <laughs> the only other... Actually, I do, actually. So, obviously looking at these videos, which Matt's got in his lovely room, and when we were it the other night, that being a 15, what the fuck do you have to do to make a film at 18 these days? <laughs> Seriously, if you had to do one thing to make a film 18, what would you actually pitch? <laughs> I'm not sure. Fingers at the bumhole. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so yeah, one thing to make a film 18. Drugs. Drug use. Um, the use, of, use a certain number of swear words. Oh, the I, word, said, I said one. Saying the word cunt a lot. Matt, one film, one thing to make a film 18? I think that um, any probably physical abuse, um, gore, has a lot to do with it. Um, it just seems hard to sex, get a film. 18 ratings. Sex is a massive thing. Like Language if you see the cock going in, that makes an 18. That makes it R, I think. <laughs> we don't get up an R in England. Bullets of justice, that's yeah, all I can say. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway. Get yourself an electric blue. Right. <laughs> what 18s have there been this year? Is Pet Cemetery in 18? I don't know. No? We need to basically... Next time we talk about movies, what rating they are? Yeah, we'll, we'll check we'll, it out. We'll add we'll add that to the list okay. of stuff we talk He's about. Okay, never get any, never. Shall we move on? <laughs> well, that was Dan. That was Dan's life. Thank you, Dan. Mr. Thank Dan you, Evans. listeners, breathers. <laughs> <laughs> He's our number one breather. Well, number two next to Fairy Fay. So on, on our, we'll have to work out what if anyone's got any ideas or any topics that they want us to talk about on some screen about, just give us a shout. Or they want to appear, like Dan, and for us to quiz them. Maybe not talk about themselves so much. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably come with questions for us uh, next time. And um, we will answer them in our own way. Right, now moving on to um, our movie from the vault. So I'm going to use uh, the IMDb synopsis for this movie because it's so fucking brilliant. An unfaithful wife encounters the zombie of her dead lover. The demonic Cenobites are pursuing him after he escaped their sadomasochistic underworld. We, of course, are reviewing Hellraiser, the 1987 Clive Barker movie. 
our third Clive Barker movie. Can't bloody wait to find out what you uh, you guys think about this. <laughs> this is the movie that basically made me have a little bit of wee come out at, my, at one of the uh, many sleepovers that Hello I went boys. on as a We're child. Sleepover. <laughs> I haven't How watched... many sleepovers did you have? Yeah, quite a lot. I think Every... my parents wanted to get rid of me. So I don't think they liked I think you could be right. Every weekend, get the boys around. <laughs> no, get rid of him. <laughs> But this stars the uh, wonderful Doug Bradley as Pinhead, Ashley Lawrence as Kirsty Cotton, Claire Higgins as Julia, Sean Chapman as Frank, and Andrew Robinson as Larry. Shoot, what do you think about it, Dan? Come to you in a minute, Matthew. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I guess for me, I'd always Pinhead's up there, isn't he? Before you start, is this the first time you've watched this yes. movie? Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. So for me, Pinhead is up there is one of the well-known horror characters. Freddy, Jason, So you knew of of Pinhead. You knew of Pinhead. But I'd never seen the film. Okay. Um, So. Not not any of the ten that have been out. Is there ten? Ten. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Ten. I've seen four. That's a lot, isn't it? I've seen four. And you watch a lot of crap. I know. Um, But no, first time I'd seen it, it wasn't what I was expecting. Titanic. Um, I suppose so, actually. Some of it, I guess, was what I was expecting. Some of it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I mean, I guess, we'll, I don't know how in-depth you want me to go. We'll move on. Did it scare you? No. Not at all? No. Couldn't take it seriously? Do you think it stands up to today? Um, no, I don't think so. No? Well, in what aspect? If you're a diehard horror fan... The fashion. <laughs> the hair. For, for one, the hair. The haircuts. The makeup. Um, but no, it's the ho- as a horror icon... Um, I think the effects and the makeup was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. You're, I think kind of... You're like, correct. Yep. The killings. <laughs> um, Frank, is it? The, the monster. Yeah. 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 Fucking... To think that was done on... Not, I guess that must have been done on a daily basis, whatever... Yeah, absolutely amazing. Don't know, we'll find out in Matt's facts hopefully later. But yeah, brilliant. Effects and makeup and stuff, yeah. Cool. Matthew. Well, you know, what can I say? How many uh, times have you seen this movie? Uh, quite a few now. Um, for me, it's a great movie. It's absolutely brilliant. What it done for horror movies was absolutely amazing. Um, it properly, 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 like opened the boundaries and just like, you know, this was the, this for me, like going back to Pinhead as a character, this is the first kind of horror horror movie character that actually spoke, because if you think about every pretty much horror character, they didn't really talk that much apart from Freddy Krueger, um, you know, you had your Michael Myers, your Jason, they they all like kind of like are very very quiet yeah very stoic well, yeah. they don't say anything but where Clive Barker was like this is my guy that's he's going to talk and he's going to be different and he's going to say about where he's from and what he's about and stuff like that which is which for me was really cool and when I watched it when I was young I was far too young to watch this movie and the character Frank quite frankly shit fucking creeps <laughs> I, I, it creeped me out um 
and that was the biggest thing about it was this dirty little secret in the attic yeah kind of feel, thing and the way transfer transformed it was just like the effects are just absolutely amazing they are ridiculously yeah. good and they that, they they were so realistic to me mm, that they made almost made me want to throw up yeah like the, the, the amount of goo yeah. that it took to like sort of produce that thing from the floor was just nuts. It's and literally yeah. just like bones and a brain. It's yeah, like, the, even the ribs and put yeah. together, it's disgusting. It is proper. It's too real, if um, anything. Maybe too real. But even like the bit when um, the the real dad when like with the nail and stuff, and he like puts mm. it through. Even like the blood coming off that and stuff is like so kind of yeah. realistic. That, that, that's clever that part because. I like the way that it, it it kind of gets nearer and nearer, and you're like, "Oh my god, he's literally this this nail is going to go through his hand." You're like, "It's it's coming, it's come." Doesn't quite come. Yeah, and then, then you you trace it back to the whole pinhead thing as well, and you think, "What's the connection?" And good, yeah. good, good, good thoughts there, man. I didn't even think about that, but the synergy there is mm. great. Yeah, totally. Dan likes to go deep. Um, <laughs> The other, actually, no, we'll come on to that scene. On to that. However, that scene that you're talking about, in, yeah. if you watch the DVD version and not the Shudder on Shudder, is um, um, called Getting Nailed. Mm. And if you think about the scene, it's a double entendre because uh, he one gets the nail through his wrist and also she's getting nailed on the bed at the same time in the flashback. So. Yeah, so I've written down here <laughs> Frank's photos, sex fiend. He's. Frank's a pervert. <laughs> but we know we know this because he's he's got the box and he wants to find pleasure and pain. Yeah. And that's the reason he's looking for something. He yeah. wants those hooks in him, nipples and stuff so like that. So when he says, um, at the start, he says, oh, it's mine. He says it's, it always was. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of... Yeah. The box, the box finds the most perverse yeah. people in the world and he's one of them. Then, obviously, well jump before but at the end it like goes full circle doesn't it yeah spoiler alert <laughs> don't know year it came out but can we talk about uh julia to start with mm. how does she rope those men well i think one one thing you've got to remember is it's the 80s yeah that she look was way was probably, too 80s yeah but that look was probably way in in the 80s but anyway but regardless of that like uh, the calibre of men she's bringing back, they're pretty fucking weird. It's oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, I wrote, like, victim number one was the first one was, like, a real asshole. <laughs> a real he, asshole. He's a Is that the guy that, like, budges up to her? Yeah. He got a bit nasty, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Misogynistic, I wrote. And the next one's the guy with glasses, I think. No, just... the third one's the proper yeah, geek with the glasses. Yeah. The second one's the real loser. He's sort of, like, a bit nervous about being there. And then you get a proper geek. Yeah, her calibre of men's not great. But she's a bit of a munter, so I don't really... But then... It's a bit rude. Yeah? Frank's not going to care, is he? Yeah, but you've got to think about the character. Sorry, Claire Higgins, if you listen to Illy, this. whatever. You weren't a good-looking woman in the 80s. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not nice. Anyway, regardless to that, you've got to think of who she is as a character. So she's she's a bored housewife that is she, obviously is that stays at home all day. That that is not happy with her life yeah but she's not happy with her life and so why is she not happy with her life so she looks for other avenues of getting excitement and that is where her relationship with frank forms as in the flashbacks i think he was just a bit of a manipulative arsehole i think she's she's weak she liked the excitement of it 
she wanted the tabooness of it. You know, she, she wanted something different from the, the, the mundane life that she was living. And he was it. Good looking chap, liked different stuff. The bad boy with the uh, yeah, he was, bit of a pedo. Where, where's that from? What, what, what? You didn't get a pedo ride off him? No. no. What about the whole come to daddy quote? Come to, to, to the daughter? To everyone. He said it a lot. But he, you love a pedo quote, don't uh, you? He was a pedo. No, I, I, I never got was. that. No. No, I, I think he was. I think he. Look at that. Don't worry. I think he had old Kirsty on his knee on her knee when he was well, little. Yeah, he said you're a beautiful girl. I think he touched her. Anyway, Frank, on. Frank's a monster in every sense Frank's of the word. <laughs> Frank is a monster. We want to understand that he deserved to get hooks through every part of his body and ripped apart, and not feel sorry Spoiler. for him. Spoiler. <laughs> So you don't think that Frank was maybe a bit of a... I don't think that's... A dodgy, a dodgy uncle. Oh, he was definitely dodgy, without a doubt, because, I mean, he was into dodgy shit. He was into dodgy dealings. He was into kind of going that extra, extra kind of... Extra bit, yeah. Yeah, that extra. Obviously, that's how he got intertwined with, with the whole kind of Cenobites. Probably like the old... Um, Rope round the yeah. The so neck. when when can we move on to the Cenobites? Can we talk about the Cenobites? Anytime you want. Let's whatever, go. Whatever the doing. weirdest bunch of <laughs> bastards I've ever seen. To be honest. Yeah. So Don't you think that's that's great though. So we'll start. We'll, we'll start with um, we'll start with Pinhead. We know who, who Pinhead is. Doug Bradley. He's yeah. got all the pins in his great head. Premiership. Then we've got like a junior Pinhead. He's got the same the same head as Pinhead. But the junior Pinhead. He's got no pin. He's only got a couple of pins. What, that, are you on about the female Cenobite? Yeah, you know she's a woman. That's female. That's a woman. Yeah, that's, that's a woman. <laughs> the bold, boldy with the big thing yeah. through her cheeks. Yeah, that's, no, she, she's, how, a, she's a female Cenobite. How, how do you know that? How do you know she's female? Can I, can she was obviously a female. Yeah, I can tell from the really? eyes. Yeah, I boobs. never got that. Ever. Well, Dan has a, has a little bit for you. Do you know what her original, na- original name was? Go on. Deep Throat. <laughs> but they changed it right last minute to female Cenobite okay so that's which a female, I think is a good call never, never got that one <laughs> and then we've got the next one the big fat one with the little eyes little double chin yeah he's a funny looking chap isn't he, he was a funny looking guy he, he's just more of a comedy value I think he's just come along for the, uh, the ride do you want to know his name go then Butterball Butterball <laughs> <laughs> And you know who that was played by, don't you, Paul? I do. My best friend Your in the whole way, Vince. <laughs> and Vince then we've Paul. got... <laughs> Vince Paul. <laughs> and then we've got Mr. fucking Snappy Teeth. Do you want to know his name? I've got no more night. Guess it. Have a guess. Um, bitey Tooth. No. Chatterer. Cenobite chatterer. Almost. Almost got it. What a random bunch of. Well, they're all like into their. Right, are we saying they. Oh, the fatty one with the small eyes. (laughs) He's not scary. What about the little scorpion fella? Oh, yeah. The one who chases her down the hallway. Yeah, he was scary, actually. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. It's all practical effects. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess the one thing that got me was I was expecting Pinhead to be. Not British? No, in it in it more, I suppose. Like Frank, Yeah, you're right. Frank Frank becomes like the main um Pinhead is, is in it for all of about four yeah. minutes. Frank's yeah. the um like the killer, he's the <coughs> enemy. Whereas yeah. Pinhead although behind I guess he's like pulling the strings sort of thing, mm. if you like. 
But um, yeah, he's barely in it. You don't really see him do a lot wrong. No, not at all. Apart from shove a load of hooks in a potential paedophile. Yeah, exactly. So you don't you don't even feel sorry for. I Frank. mean, he's a demon from hell. Yeah, but you don't feel sorry for Frank because he's already been a bit of a bastard. Definitely not. They, I think they definitely punished the the worthy of punishment. Although after this movie, obviously Pinhead being such a, you got it's like almost Candyman. Like Candyman is like not in Candyman for very no. long, no. but it's such a it's it's Iconic got that such sort of build up, mm. and when it's there, he makes a real impact. On yeah, the screen yeah, 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 definitely. That he gets ten movies. I'm guessing I mean, like Doug Bradley's in seven of them. Yeah, as Pinhead, by the way. <laughs> But he's in that film for what? It can't be more than five minutes overall. He does get more screen time later on. I not really. Does that make you feel better? Only, I'll only watch episode six. <laughs> uh, I, I recommend number three in the, the disco because that has a, a really cool celebite with CDs in his head. So definitely, I don't know what his name is. Sorry, Matt. It could be CD player face. I don't know. But yeah, the Cenobites are Yeah, the nuts. only one that really got me was for the what I now know is a female one. <laughs> Didn't it? Did Frank's dick grow back? Is what I was to know. As quickly as everything else. How quickly do you think his dick came back when he was like eating the? Is that in Max Fats? Is that is that in there? Do we do we have a timeline? No, I don't know. No, no, amazing enough. Okay. No. Also, did um, did Frank stab the mum on purpose, or was that an accident? You know, when they're on the stairs. And they have a bit of a struggle. And he stabs the, what Butch would call the ugly mum. Um, does, does that, is that on purpose or is that uh, an accident? I think he's a twat. I think he just, I think he ended he's up. He's not really bothered about her. Is nah, he? He's he wanted her as a kind of like. A conduit yeah, to help him out. Means yeah. to an end. And, yeah. um, you know, he probably wanted Kirsty more because she's younger. And more of his niece. Fitter. <laughs> Do you like Kirsty, didn't you? It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the body horror, Matt? What do you, What do you mean? What do you What do you think about the body horror? Do you think it's well done? Um, like what I like about this movie is that Clive Barker kind of like was like, I'm gonna do everything from my mind, and I'm gonna create this kind of thing that is unexplained so the Cenobites you don't know about them you don't know where they're from you don't know but you don't need to this is the mystery of it all do you think that's more modern day now that people want to know backstories do you think back then people just accepted things as they were this is the thing is is this problem people want answers and 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 or you know backstories on every little detail I want to know where that came where where I, I hate to use Star Wars as a reference. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, like the Emperor. No one, yeah, yeah, no absolutely. one knows where the Emperor's from. It doesn't matter. No one, no one cared. No one cared. Yeah. He's an amazing character. I like Pinhead. You don't need to know that, and I think that the mystery of it is what keeps you interested. But now with like Snoke, everyone's oh, you're not going to tell yeah. us Snoke's from. You don't need to know that. You don't need yeah. to know this story behind we're in, we're in an information age and everyone wants yeah. everything really quickly. We do want to know, by the way. <laughs> but this is why there's okay. 10 movies because the problem is they try and bridge that gap with 
extra storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. of what happened, where this came from. It happens with everything. It's happened with the Aliens franchise. It's like they, they want to try and fulfill the information of what's happened and like where Prometheus this, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And and that that's the problem with it. And but 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 this is a story, it's a standalone this you know, this is all the ideas and written and directed by Clive Barker. It's amazing. It's, 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 it's Do you reckon this is your favourite one? So you've got this one came out first, then you got Nightbreed <laughs> and then you've got Candy <laughs> and then you got Candyman. I think out of all of them, who's your in, in a fight yeah. between the pinhead on yeah. his own, he's not as loud as mates around him. Yeah. All right. Versus Candyman versus whatever the the Nightbreed mom. What was his name? In Nightbreed, oh, I can't remember what his name. Caliban. 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 So, which one would win in a fight? Probably Pinhead. Yeah, you need headbutt yeah. him to death with his pins in his head. Just like hook him, <laughs> yeah, and tear him up. apart. Probably Caliban would come last. But not only that, it's just I uh, I think it's interesting because Clive Barker is interesting because he takes it to that darker kind of kind of depths of how kind of shit that weird crap. That, he's that, got a really weird imagination. Yeah, look, his at, imagination look at the cell out with there. Jennifer Lopez. That was really weird mm, and all. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I just think he's, as creations <laughs> brought to life. It's very interesting. He's yeah. a very interesting person. Yeah. And he um, wrote, he wrote and directed all these, yeah. all three of those really good movies, mm. including Nightbreed, didn't that? I mean, I have to say, like watching it for the purpose of coming on this, and obviously knowing how much you guys love particular effects, mm. like seeing the makeup, like I said earlier, like is amazing. On that, absolutely stunning. The guy that Apart did the practical, Julius. the the guy <laughs> that, the guy that did the practical effects. Nigel Booth worked on Alien Species and Blade Two, so you know he's got yeah. a lot, of, lot, lot of so good. interesting stuff. Yeah, when you consider when it was made as well, exactly. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. And interesting, interesting. Really, really, just it's one of those movies where doesn't really. If you were Dan, obviously you've seen it recently, but I think if you've seen it back in the day. It's a bit different because mm. it's, it's 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 before its time. It's so like what what years is that? 87. And when we're like the Freddy and that film. Because I thought, see, I think it says itself apart. I think it's yeah. Freddy. No, the first, first night around Street is eighty one, wasn't it? Eighty two. Don't know. So I think because I think it quite it could quite easily get lumped in with say the other franchises, but for me watching that, it did feel different. Yeah, because he's not. He's, like, he's not a. He's not a. a no, it's not a slasher. It's not a slasher. No, no, it's otherworldly. Otherworldly, yeah. Other, other, other dimensions. Although they did this, although they both all did the space thing. You know, look at Jason X. Yeah, yeah, they go. He did the space, and then and Hellraiser Four is set in space. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you know what? I've not yeah. Which is called. Yeah. I haven't got yeah. the bloody name of this thing. It begins with M. I mentioned it a couple of episodes. I knew you'd learn that Cenobite. What? I knew you'd learn that Cenobite. Huh? He looks like that Cenobite. <laughs> Such a fucking twat. Um, yeah, so I've got the actual like DVD box set collection. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, and I used to have them all on VHS as well. I've never seen it. I've got to borrow that off you because I've never seen any of the others apart from the first one. 
I think the second one's called Hell Hellraiser Two. Hell, oh, is it? Hell, <laughs> really? Hellbound. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, good times. It was. It came from the book, The Hellbound Heart. I, that was probably one of your facts, wasn't it, Mal? I just stole. <laughs> right. Anything else you got to say about this beautiful, beautiful film? I like the bit in the pet shop where he eats the uh, cr- uh, crickets. Oh, and yeah. It. Fucking hell. How could I forget? At the end, he turns into like a skeleton dragon and flies off. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And I, I honestly forgot about that. I love that bit. Logical ending. Yeah, why not? Because you forget <laughs> you forget about the homeless guy. And you're like, what was that homeless? <laughs> That's the thing. You forget about him. You forget about the homeless guy. That was like something like the golden child. And at the end, suddenly you think, ah, oh, there he is. Oh, he's walking the fire and he's a kind of demon fucking But what is he? What, is he in number two or something? <laughs> I don't remember. I can't remember. Oh, I can remember is, one. What the fuck is he? don't know. You have to watch him all. <laughs> he comes back in ten. You'll have to like, watch him all. <laughs> Get the payoff. The ten, ten was re- released in 2017. So it was quite recent. Fuck that. Yeah. Just saying, you could go through either the, the insidious, you know, back catalogue or Hellraiser back catalogue. <laughs> I'll just keep watching uh, What Lies Beneath. Stop shit. The house annoyed me. <laughs> I did write down. Why Why did the house annoy you? I don't know. I didn't like the set. I didn't like the house. I didn't like the wooden stairs. That that kind of didn't. It didn't. And I, like the fact that it was set in the attic. I don't know. It just. It felt too, even though it wasn't set in England. Well, I yeah, I, I thought that. It's very English. Okay. Well, when, when the thing British is, you've got, what you've got to remember so. is this was a very low budget movie. Yeah. So it was yeah. all shot in a house. Now, this, this, this like propelled Clive Barker to, to really, really use interesting shots and close range because he didn't have a lot of budget. So he had to really use with what he had. So with this house, this is why you get a lot of those shots of up the stairs and all these different yeah, angles yeah. because he didn't have a lot to work with, with no budget. Okay, yeah. I want to. I, need, I think it's time I want to tuck into some Matt's facts. I want oh, to hear some shit. We're gonna go deep. <clears throat> Do you want some Matt's facts? I just asked. Bring for it on. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Matt's facts. So number one. Now. Rawhead Rex was made. This was a Clive Barker written novel by himself. He saw Rawhead Rex and was not happy with the outcome. Absol- apparently, he absolutely hated that movie. So, without Rawhead Rex, there would have been no Hellraiser. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna. Ha- I've got Rawhead Rex on an Arrow release at home. That's yeah. gonna be a rewatch at some point. So we'll I, find out I don't why like Rawhead Rex. Clive Parker hates it. He didn't like it because it did, wasn't true to his novel. So do you know what he did? He was like, I don't like Rawhead Rex. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna make my own fucking movie, and it's gonna be Hellraiser. Awesome. So without Rawhead Rex, there would be no Hellraiser. So thank you, Rawhead Rex. Number two fact. Um, um, Doug Bradley basically was at the post-production party and he was walking around and he didn't understand why nobody would talk to him <laughs> and he was like nobody saw to me what have I done what have I done but it was actually that a lot of the people that were there didn't actually realise that he was pinhead because of all the obviously prosthetics, prosthetics and makeup um, oh, now I'll cut that out Originally, originally, um, 
Chatterer, one of the Cenobites, and Butterball had dialogue, but because of their heavy makeup and prosthetics, they couldn't actually talk with their mouths or anything. So all the dialogue was given to this female Cenobite, <laughs> a.k.a. Deep Throat. <laughs> nice. Um, Claire Higgins, that plays Julia, obviously. Um, apparently in real life she hates horror, and she went to the premiere... And she literally got through 10 minutes of the movie and walked out. <laughs> and apparently to this day, she's never actually watched the movie yeah. all the way through. But, but, a bitch. but she appears in the sequels, so that's nuts. Well, maybe, uh, maybe that's just because you don't fancy it. Um, <laughs> Clyde Barker did not like the name given to um, Pinhead. Or uh, the name Pinhead. Um, he didn't like it. So when he brought the comic out, he ch- he changed the name of Pinhead and changed it to the Priest because he preferred that as the original name, uh, as he wanted to call him the Priest. Um, and obviously they called the the female Cenobite Deep Throat. They changed their name obviously because of normal obvious reasons. The last scene out of the movie where um, obviously Frank's wearing the dad's skin and he's getting pulled apart. Uh, at the very end, he's supposed to say, fuck you, and then he gets torn apart. Um, the actor decided to change that and and said, Jesus wept instead, which is obviously a synonymous line at the end of the movie. So it's quite well known in the horror community. Yeah. There's a big, a big kind of pivotal um, bit in the movie. And touching on earlier, the location, it was shot in England. Everything was shot in England. It was a house in England. And you can blatantly tell that all the way through. But the worst part of that is the guy that played Frank was actually a, a, a English actor called uh, Sean Chapman. And he was completely dubbed <laughs> with an American accent because they wanted, obviously, to to get it out to American audiences. Mm. So most of the characters that talk American in the movie are actually British, which was crazy. But you can t- blatantly tell yeah. the yeah. shot around yeah, London because... Because there's underground shots and yeah. they just don't have in in, in in the USA. My final fact is quite interesting. So obviously they put this to the BBFC um, a, a number of times and it got cut to shreds. And this is the funniest part. These are the things that got cut out. So to make it basically rateable and for it to come out and not be banned or a video nasty... They cut out various bits. So this is what they cut out to make it BBFC rated. They cut out spanking (laughs) that involved um, Frank and um, Julia. Julia. Uh, In the original cut, there was way more hammer blows from Julia on the victims. There was... Yeah, actually, that's something I felt they did seem to cut it. Yeah, massively cut. Uh, another thing that was cut was uh, fingers entering flesh throughout the movie. There's way more of that. There's obviously a few that's, bits in there where she like, scratches. And that's with, how yeah. Frank also yeah. feeds off of his uh, victims. And uh, this last one you'll love is that there was far less additional thrusts during sex scenes. <laughs> so all that was cut out of the movie to make it BBFC. Paul's happy about that. <laughs> you don't want to see any more of that. No. Definitely not. And that is Mass Facts. Awesome. There's plenty more where that came from, but yeah. All right, then. Let's rate this bad boy. I'll uh, 
turn to you this time, Daniel, because mm. you haven't seen it before. The guest. Oh. Fresh eyes, and the first time you've seen this. Fresh so. eyes, first time I've seen it, considering my taste. My biggest mark would be for, kind of, I guess, the effects and makeup and stuff. But I'm going to have to go for 7 out of 10. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it, like, uh, it's... It's got some historical value to me from a nostalgia perspective, but I think a uh, I think it's a seven for me. Um, for me, watching it nowadays and thinking if I was from Dan's point of view and watching it nowadays, I think I'd be right in going to seven. But what it did for horror movies and special effects, and that alone, it it pips to the post to an eight for me because purely because of what it done and and fucking Clive Barker's got balls for just going this is my vision this is how I'm going to do it and that paved the way for a lot of horror nowadays without Hellraiser there wouldn't be a lot of movies nowadays and that is purely why I give it eight out of ten fair play fair play thank you okay that was good hmm Good fun. Good, good fun talking about Hellraiser. We've got to talk about what's uh, our next move from the vault. Now, are we going to hand this over to our, our special Evans. guest and find <laughs> out what he wants us to go and watch next episode? Yeah, yeah. so cheers, guys. So, um, yeah, obviously we've talked about a bit what uh, I'm into and sort of what horror films. So, the film I've picked for you is the 2001 Ghost Story starring Ooh. Nicole Kidman, The Others... Ah, <laughs> that's coming right up to date. 2001. <laughs> okay, now. All right, cool. Thanks, Dan. That's good. We, we've not... We're coming out of our comfort zone here. No, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm cool. That's what you want us to watch? That's fine. Nicole Kidman, the others. I've seen it once, I think. I've seen it once as yeah, well. I don't no, remember it. I don't remember watching it. Right, it's been a really good episode. <laughs> really, really fun having you here on the... Uh, on the pod, you enjoyed yourself, mate? I have done. Thank you very much. Yeah. Don't feel welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got to uh, look forward to next episode. Our main review will be the film The Banana Splits Move. And uh, something to scream about. Get in touch. Let us know. And uh, we will uh, get talking and get cracking on that. And our move from the vault. Dan's just pulled the 2001... <laughs> A uh, film with Nicole Kidman called The Others. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks for putting that one. Can't looking forward to getting stuck into that. Cheers, Dan. Thanks Talking for being on, mate. It's been good. You're welcome. And I guess there's only one more thing to say. Beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> when there's no room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs>